block, but Perry fields it at the 34. 35, 40, it's a block, 45, midfield, he's down the through. Oh, he's down the middle. everyone. You are listening in live tonight from Nicanese Stadium in Corona, Michigan, as the Cavaliers will take on the Goodrich Martians in a week four Flint Metro League Stars Division matchup. It's also the start of the inaugural Golden Black Athletic Hall of Fame weekend. We're coming to you coast to coast, live on Z92.5 and Z92.5.com, also on TuneIn Radio, and you can also catch us on Three Point Podcast. Follow us at Three Point Pod. The opening kickoff and start of tonight's game is right around the corner. But first, take a close listen to my buddy Bart Matthews and our starting lineup of Z92.5 team members. Well, thank you very much, Ted. And a big thanks going out to Aldermans and Lennon. Also, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance. Appleby Oil and Propane. Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center. CLH Insurance. Fast Eddie's. Barrels, tree trimming, and removal. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance. Graham's Accounting. Hub Tire Center. Jacob's Insurance. KP Auto Body. Mars Furniture and Mattress. Memorial Healthcare. Oaks Fisher Insurance. Signature Ford. Sports Scene. Sportsnet Michigan. Young Buick GMC and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. Well, we'll set the stage further for you, tell you about how these two teams did last week, what they did last year, and also we'll talk throughout the evening about the great first class of Corona Cavalier Hall of Famers. But in the meantime, let's go back to the studios and let you hear this from Sports Scene. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Well, the Cavaliers are still looking for their first win on the season. They lost a tough one on the road last week at Lake Fenton, 28-22. They had a 22-14 third quarter lead, but gave that one up. They were led, though, by Nick Yarmuth, who had a two-yard touchdown run, finished with 104 yards on 18 tries. Peyton Norton hit Wyatt Kriego for a 49-yard connection and a 15-14 halftime lead in the third quarter. Scout Jones took it in from 31 yards out and gave the Cavaliers a 21-14 lead, but the Cav D couldn't hold on as the Blue Devils threw an 18-yard touchdown pass late in the third quarter, and then Nathan DeMassey burst in from three yards out with under nine minutes to go. The Cavs did get to the red zone a couple of times in that fourth quarter, but couldn't knock it in, and just a tough loss as they look for their first ever win in the Flint Metro League. Goodrich, on the other hand, a game we did last week, Goodrich had a wasso, and the Martians looked pretty darn good. They downed the Trojans 35-14. <laughs> 
The Martians had three touchdown passes, and Jawan Vines had a couple of touchdown runs. Jacoby Brandon, Gabe Ashley had the TD catches from Aiden Rubio, and then Rubio slid over to wide receiver and caught a 15-yard strike from Nolan Robb. I would expect we'll probably see both those guys in action tonight also, Bart. They both yeah. look pretty good. Yeah, a very impressive team last week. Uh, defense had a great adjustment after Owasso had a really nice drive there at the beginning of the quarter. But uh, Goodrich is the real deal. And uh, like you were talking about, Rubio, definitely impressive as both a quarterback and a receiver, huh? Yeah, not bad at all. He's a 6'6 junior, and of course Rob's a 6'3 senior, so they're not lacking in the quarterback position. They threw the ball 11 t or 14 times, completed 11 for 185 yards and those three touchdowns. They also rushed for 176 yards. Vines took it in from 36 and 2 yards out. Like I mentioned, Hall of Fame night here tonight. They're honoring the 47 state champ football squad, the 55 state champion football team, the 83 championship basketball team, the late 90s running state champion, Jamie Krasminski's superstar from the 60s, Jerry Dutcher being honored tonight. We're at Nicanese Field and the legendary football coach, Nicanese, getting inducted into the inaugural class of the Hall of Fame and the voice of Cavalier football for 50 years, Frank Corrin, a well-deserved honor as a special contributor. Not a bad inaugural class. No, not at all. Not at all. Very impressive. And I want to remind everybody later tonight, you guys did a special pod and you can catch some of those Hall of Famer interviews right after the game here on Z92.5 The Castle, presented by Three Point Podcast. Well, you're absolutely right. After tonight's game, immediately after we sign off on Z92.5, it's going to be a Three Point Podcast special radio presentation honoring the inaugural Corona Athletic Hall of Fame class. We had to do a little extra editing on that to fit it in our 60-minute window. But uh, take a listen to it afterwards, especially if you're from Cavalier Nation. I think you'll get a big kick out of it. Yeah, it's not just Hall of Fame night, Ted. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's Hall of Fame night, too, brother. This is sweet. I mean... Yeah, Beldigan, everybody did this up sweet, didn't they? How sweet, yeah. We've got our own press box, and uh, we've got some pictures from uh, various broadcasts throughout the area. A uh, couple of pictures. I'm trying to wonder, figure out who this guy is with the, with the dark hair and accent <laughs> on the hair. But, uh, <laughs> and the dark beard, too. Some cool pictures of you and me, some cool pictures of you and Joe Smith as well. Uh, just a real cool wall of castle memories here. This is nice. They they really did it up special tonight. Yeah, they did an outstanding job, and it was it was quite interesting to walk into this. I loved it. Well, I'm going to love this football game too. We have great weather tonight. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is our probably our warmest evening, and we're in week four. Yeah. You know, we always get one of those nights that I I have to get out my crying towel to dry off a little bit as as we go periodically because I'm a sweater. Textbook definition of Indian summer going on right now this weekend. Wow. Absolutely. About 102 degrees earlier. Of course, that was on the blacktop over at Signature Ford, but uh, got into the mid-80s throughout the uh, over by the airport. Beautiful day. Well, right now we'll have the Cavalier Band of Gold and you let you listen to their rendition of the national anthem.
Drive of the game tonight brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso. Saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight will be brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. And your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency, a winning combination. Working with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Visit them in St. John's in East Lansing or online at avins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance is your local independent auto owners agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, Goodrich won the toss and elected to defer until the second half. So offensively for Corona, they'll start 215-pound senior Mike Daniels at left tackle. Ethan Ford, a 260-pound 12th grader on the other side at the tackle position. The two guards, Alec Holmes. Alex Holmes is a 280-pound 12th grader. And the other guard, 230-pounder, also a 12th grader, Alex Schwab. Snapping the ball will be 225-pounder junior Jacob Lloyd. At the wide receivers, Cavaliers' best player probably, Nick Steinecker, a six foot seven, 215-pound junior, going to be more than likely going on to play Division I football. The Wolverines have already given him a serious look at. Gabe Bomchin's on the other side. He's a 5'10", 140-pound 12th grader. Fisher Morris, one of the best punters in our area, will line up at the slot back along with Wyatt Kriego. Nick Yarmuth will line up at the running back position out of this spread. And Peyton Norton will get the start tonight. He's a six foot, 180-pound senior. Defensively for Goodrich, they'll start at the defensive ends. Evan Williams and Jacob McLeod. Inside tackles, Tim Brozo and Kevin Patterson. The linebackers are Joey Powers. Javon Vines and Tucker Rykel. And then in the umbrella secondary will find Gage Ashley and Tyson Davis listed as a starter. We understand there may be something going on there, so we'll just have to keep an eye out and see if number three is in action tonight. I know he got banged up pretty good against Owasso last week. Jacoby Brandon and Luke Robinson will get the start at the safety positions. Bart, any final thoughts before we kick this one off? Yeah, really looking forward to this, looking forward to our... First look at Corona. Usually we get to see him first week of the season. Uh, got to got to check out Goodrich last week. Want to see what the Cavaliers can do against him. You're listening to WJSZ Ashley Owasso, your home, longtime home of high school sports here in Mid Michigan. Going deep for the Cavaliers will be Hunter McCorkle, McCorkle a junior, standing right around the goal line. Riley Moore, who has an excellent leg, will kick it off here for Goodrich. Goodrich wearing the navy blue helmets, navy blue pants, and the white jerseys with the blue numbers. Front of wearing their home black jerseys, gold pants, and gold helmets. Cavaliers will receive at the north end zone. we got a nice little crowd on hand here for this Hall of Fame evening in Shiawassee's county seat. Goodrich fakes an onside kick, now lines up in a normal formation. Couldn't ask for a better evening here for an outdoor event, that is for sure. Looking forward to this one. I got a, I got a feeling the Cavaliers will play a little bit inspired here, at least early on, with you know trying to impress the Hall of Famers that are here tonight. Well, you know, in, in the past couple of years, this has turned into a pretty nice little rivalry, too. 
Going back to when uh, Corona first started in the GAC. Yep. Well, here's the boot. McCorkle will field it at the two. He brings it up to the five. Ten. Straight up the middle. Fifteen. Twenty. Oh, he is hit head on. He took a shot. Jawan Vines on the hit. And, man. Oh, my. I felt that. Yeah. Yeah, last week we were calling him uh, the junior bus. He reminds me a yeah. lot of Jerome Bettis, but uh, right there he kind of looked like he got hit by a bus. Yeah, McCorkle's a wow. tough kid, though. He comes yeah. out okay, and he'll start defensively for the Cavaliers. So final instructions given out by Kyle Robinson, the head coach for Corona. They'll run that spread offense. They'll send three wideouts on the far side. They have Steinecker here in one-on-one coverage. I'll tell you what, it doesn't take rocket science. If you're in one-on-one coverage with yeah. a lot of the field, throw it up to the big 6-7 guy. Yeah, he's a mismatch against just about everybody for Goodrich, isn't he? Yep. Norton hands it off to Yarmuth, though, instead around the left end and maybe gets to the line of scrimmage. First one there in on the tackle was Tyson Davis coming up. So he did get the start here. Yeah, Yarmouth trying to get out to that edge, but Davis, we, we saw last week the kind of speed that guy has. Outstanding player, uh, getting recruited by most of the MAC schools, and he's only a junior. Outstanding speed. Corona looking at second down and 11. Just underway here from the Nick in Corona. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fattel. Norton again runs the belly series, hands it off to Yarmouth. Breaks a couple tackles, running hard up the middle. Got a late block that opened up a little bit of a hole for him. And Yarmouth takes it to almost the 30-yard line. Jacob McLeod, the first one there for Goodrich. Goodrich coached by Tom Allward, as I mentioned last week, the very first draft choice, the very first signee of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here is Yarmouth up the middle, should have first down yardage. He does, puts the head down to the 40 and gets a Cavalier first down as they move the chains. Tyson Davis, the first one there, also helped out by Jacoby Brandon. Nick Yarmouth has a great second surge. Yeah, he does. He really does. I mean, the initial contact, two plays in a row, he just not enough to bring him down. Very strong legs, that's for sure. A little movement on the line of scrimmage. We're going to get a offsides here on Goodrich. At this point, Bart, you know, uh, how sweet would it have been? You know, our old buddy Chris McMillan, he would love to be here tonight. Oh, absolutely. This would, this would have been a special evening that we could have just brought him out of retirement yep. to join us for a three-man crew. He loved his Cavaliers and unfortunately passed away uh, this last offseason from ALS, a tragic, tragic yeah. disease. But, man, he'd be grooving on this, this atmosphere here tonight, the Hall of Fame evening. Right. You know? Yeah, he was a diehard Cavalier, and we know more about that. <laughs> it's one of the reasons he got out of the business. Not enough Cavalier football on the radio. <laughs> Quick hitter here by Yarmouth. Maybe a yard. Tim, Bro- Tim Brozo was there along with Juwan Vines for the Martian. Martians. They're looking to improve to 3-1. and one. They're 2-0 and oh in the league. Not so sure. It's, I, I got to listen a little bit more on the divisions, the way they named it, the Stars and the Stripes. A little bit different. Uh-huh. I mean, the Big Ten tried something like that. That didn't last too long. You get confused. Right. Second down and about five. Yarmouth being the workhorse. And right now, Goodrich comes up and just gang tackles him at the line of scrimmage. Kevin Patterson was there along with Tucker Rykel and Joey Powers. 
Macarona running out of this spread offense, but keeping everything really in between the guards on these this first series. Yeah, they really haven't shown any trickeration yet. We're early on in this game. Well, first of all, the scoreboard can't be right. What's going on up there? 11:59, and it's got 23 to nothing as the score. So apparently, they're obviously having some problems. So we're on our way to the mercy rule here. The game hasn't even started. One second in. Yeah, we probably are around uh, four minutes in the first quarter. We're just going to give you our best guesstimation until they get that thing fixed. Norton takes a shotgun step, keeps it himself up the middle. He's going to be stacked up. Looks like, oh, maybe the referee's going to give him momentum. I, th I thought he would stop short. It looked like he got to at least the 50 on that. He prepare. did. Yep, he got the first down. So the quarterback keeper, Peyton Norton, takes it up the middle and gets the first down. He's having a little equipment problem right now. Comes over to the sideline to talk with Coach Robinson. Yeah, it looks like McCorkle, the junior, is going to come in right now. Hunter McCorkle, a 5'10", 140-pound junior, wearing number four. Well, he's been waiting for his chance. See what he can do on this one. He's going to have to kind of hustle it up here because they've taken some time with Norton getting to the sideline. McCorkle, though, quickly calls the play and gets them lined up. Steinecker comes over here this way. Ball right at the 50-yard line, a little wobbly 50-yard line, it looks like. McCorkle takes it, hands it to his slot back on the jet sweep, and he's going to go down for a loss. That was Fisher Morris on the carry, and he's knifed down for a loss by Gabe Ashley. So no score here from Corona. Probably about five minutes into this first quarter. I'm Ted Fatel with Bart Matthews. Charlie LaCure, our spotter tonight, <laughs> working the binoculars. Second down and long. Second down, about 15. Corona going left to right as we look at it. Steinecker lined up here on the short side of the field. They have three wideouts on the other side. Norton back into the ball game. Might go to the air for the first time. Threw a couple picks last week. Takes a step. Looks downfield. Throws one over the middle of the field. It's caught. Nice delivery and nice reception. That was hauled in by Jeremiah Davis for the Cavaliers. So just a little look-in pattern, and Norton throw, had a nice arm, nice delivery. Gets him into a manageable third down. Third down here and about seven. Again, three wideouts on the far side. Man in motion, gets the handoff, the sweep around the left end. He cuts back against the green. Again, that was Davis on the carry. He's going to be brought down short of the first down. Joey Powers and Tyson Davis, the first couple of players there for the Goodrich Martians. So it's a big fourth down decision here for Corona. It looks like fourth down and about five. Corona has it at the 45-yard line of Goodrich. No indication of punting it here, so they're going to go for it. Cavaliers 0-3 on the season, nothing to lose. Norton takes the shotgun step, has all kinds of time. Flushed out of the pocket to the right now, trying to look downfield. Oh, he cuts up field, throws one against the green. Oh, wow. A diving catch. Did he stay in bounds? Great play by Norton to release the ball just in time. Gabe Bonchin on his knees hauled it in. How sweet Man, that was, was that? That was looking like a sack. And 
Bumption just does a great job of following his quarterback to the sideline. Great conversion right there. That's one of the cool things about high school football. You don't see a whole lot of punts on the other side of the 50. So big moment of the game so far. Fourth down conversion. And how about the uh, the play by Peyton Norton? Man, yeah. Got yeah. rid of it just before he went out of bounds. Well, he calms down a little bit here, hands it off to Nick Yarmuth. Brought down by Tim Brozo, the six foot one, two hundred and ten pound senior, along with Desici, Milo Desici. Desici was getting some credit for some kicks last week. I think <laughs> I got were... that cleaned up today. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, they they have a clock malfunction here, so we really have no idea how much time is on that first quarter clock. Norton again looks over the middle. Complete. Caught and he breaks oh, the wow. tackle. Still on his feet and into the end zone. Touchdown. Corona Fisher-Morris takes it in from 30 yards out. That was just ultimate determination. Yeah, it looked like a couple of the uh, the Goodrich tacklers were grabbing him and trying to slam him down to the ground and instead of actually uh, bringing him down to the ground. And he was able to roll out of a couple of tackles and roll right into the end zone. Big play by Corona. So Fisher Morris gets the six-pointer, broke at least three tackles. And, you know, I've got to give some credit to Peyton Norton here, too. Coming off a pretty tough game last week against Lake Fenton. Bounced back here nicely so far. They'll run the swinging gate. Norton comes back, throws a pats back here to Hunter McCorkle. He cuts up the middle, and he's oh. going to be brought down short. So that time the trick play didn't work, but the Cavaliers draw first blood on the board here. 6 nothing over Goodrich early on. What if everyone cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner. With excellent providers you can trust, people who know you as neighbors, because this is more than helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Well, here's your offensive lineup for Goodrich. Grant O'Brien will start at one tackle with Dan Green on the other side. Tarek Elshimery will be one guard along with Kevin Patterson. Tim Broza will snap the ball. Wide receiver listed as starter will be Tyson Davis along with Jacoby Brandon. In the backfield, Nolan Robb, Tucker Raquel, and Juwan Vines. Aiden Rubio will get the start at quarterback. Here is the approach and the kick by Fisher Morris. Boots one towards the sideline, goes out of bounds. Goodrich will have it at their own 35. So defensively for Corona, their standout defensive end, Nick Steinecker, the six foot seven, 215-pound junior, will be on one side. Aiden Buckley on the other side. Matt Weiss and Ethan Ford interior tackles. The three linebackers will be Ty Anderson along with Scout Jones in the middle and Porter Zeman. And in the secondary, Gabe Bomption, Tucker Woodruff, Hunter McCorkle, and Jeremiah Davis. So it'll be first and ten Goodrich here. And we're just guesstimating here on time during the game. The clock is not working here. Scoreboard really not working either because it's 6 nothing Corona right now. And it says 13 to six. Good six rich. timeouts left for the Martians. How many? Six? Yeah. I think their computer crashed just like mine did <laughs> at home this week. They got some serious repair work to be done. 
Here's Rubio going for the home run ball. Throws it to Davis. It's caught on the sideline over here. And then he goes out of bounds at about the 26-yard line and then points to the Cavalier fans first and 10. So just like that, the Rubio to Davis connection starts off with a big play. Yeah, Davis had to go up for that one. I mean, he if you would have hit him just a little bit more in stride, that would have been six points. Yeah. I mean, he was streaking down the field, had to stop for a little bit, and had to dive for that ball. Heck of a delivery, though. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah, Rubio is a very impressive passer. So Jacoby Brandon goes out on the far side. Davis in the slot here on the near side. Goodrich going right to left. Now Davis in motion to the far side. Rubio out of the shotgun, looks right, getting pressured, tries to stiff arm a man, and is hauled down from the shoulder. Oh. Great tackle there by Porter Zeman, who went full bar and brought down the big six foot six junior quarterback for Goodrich. Yeah, just great, great pursuit right there by by Zeman, turning that into a huge loss. Well, as I mentioned, this Cavalier team right now playing a little bit inspired for this big Hall of Fame night. A lot of the old timers are here this evening. Just a great event, been. A busy, busy week for uh, Jason Beldega, the athletic director, and we say kudos to him because I, I know he was telling us he fell asleep in his chair in his office last night about 3 o'clock in the morning. Here's a dive play this time. Juwan Vine stepped up by the front wall. Again, Porter Zeman was there. Nick Steinecker in on the hit. This Cavalier front wall fired up. 6 nothing. Corona leads it here. First quarter clock winding down. Looks like the referee's trying to give some signals on time. Heck, I can't read numbers. How am I going to read signals? <laughs> but I would guess probably two, three minutes. Would you guess? That sounds quarter? about right. It's all guesstimation right now. Out of the shotgun, third and long. Third and about 17 here for Goodrich. Ball to 35 of Corona. Passes out. Uh-oh. Davis has it, and he has an opening. Gets around the right corner at the 30, the 20, the 10. Inside the 10 to about the 5, another highlight reel run by Tyson Davis on the little screen pass over the middle. First one here on the tackle. was bringing the house against Rubio Jeremiah Davis too. Barely able to get that off and uh, just a little dink and dump. That was all Dave, or, uh, Davis running after the catch on that one. Yeah, a good call by Coach Allward too. Really set it up nice. Yeah. Corona's really been charging through that line. Caught him that time. First and goal from the three-yard line. Rubio comes up under center. Power eye. He'll hand it off to number four this time, Jacoby Brandon. And Brandon takes it into the end zone. Three-yard touchdown run for Goodridge. So Jacoby Brandon gets the Martians on the board in a tie ball game. Yeah, real quick drive right there by Goodrich. So PAT going to be attempted here. Riley Moore out of DeCicci's hold. Snaps a little high. Ball's put down. Kick is up. Real high and real good. And then we got a late penalty flag thrown at the line of scrimmage. Let's see what this is. I think they're going to count the kick, and this one might go against Corona. 
Let's see what the referee, what the signal is. Personal foul. Personal foul on Corona. So the point will stand, and it will be... Goodrich kicking off to Corona right after this. Hub Tire is there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open weekdays 8 to 5, Saturday 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's. Or visit hubtires.com. Applebee Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975. And they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas. Excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop today with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebeoil.com. So it's 7-6, Goodrich on top. The scoreboard has been blanked out now, so they're, they're working on it. I don't know if they called their IT guy in here on Friday night with the OT rate. <laughs> They're working on trying to get it to go. Think that's a computer problem or like a light bright problem? I think I think it's something to do with the computer and the chip in there. Nowadays, right? Yeah. So on the personal foul penalty against Corona, it will be Goodrich kicking it off from the Cavalier 45-yard line. Be a good time for an onside kick. Cavaliers better be awake. They always kind of fake it. Like, let's see if you'll flinch. Yeah. Sort of reminds me of like faking you're going to punch somebody. But then that kind of can make Corona relax a little bit and then now do the onside kick right. out of the regular formation. But they instead boot it deep. It's going to go through the uprights, and on the touchback, it'll be Corona with the ball. First in 10 from their own 20, trailing it 7-6 to six to Goodrich. It's the back-to-school special going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. Get a great deal on a 2019 Ford Edge, just $179 a month for 24 months, and Signature will deliver right to your front door. Right now, a Ford F-150 XLT Super Crew 4x4, just $159 a month for 24 months for Ford returning lessees with Ford Red Carpet lease. $39.89 do it signing. 10,500 miles per year. See Signature Ford Nawaso for all the details and see us tomorrow. So Corona with the ball. First and 10 from their own 20-yard line. First quarter winding down here at Nick and East Field. Peyton Norton empties the backfield. He has three wideouts on the far side. Two over here on the near side. Comes up to the line of scrimmage and makes a play call there. I think he changed it up from the original call. Looking over the line, long count, takes the snap, runs up the field himself, just a quarterback keeper, and maybe a yard. Tim Brozo was there with Kevin Patterson, Tucker Reichel also in on that hit. So far, they haven't thrown anything up here to Nick Steinecker, the big six foot seven wideout. Gotta think that's going to happen here sometime. Well, yeah, I mean, they've had so much success right over the middle that yep. sooner or later they're going to free open Steinecker. Yeah, fake, punk, fake pump it to the middle and go deep down the sideline. It's a simple game to coach, Bart. I mean, yeah, I'm I, telling I, you, you know, it's easy from up here. <laughs> so Norton has three wideouts over here on this side. Hands it off to Yarmuth, getting some blockers in front of him, but nobody was back towards the line, and Yarmuth gets to the 25. He's going to bring up third down and five. First one in on the tackle, Jawan Vines. I'll tell you what, it's nice to get Charlie here. I think we gotta yeah. we got to up our budget and make sure we have a spotter every game. I think so. Makes a big difference. 
We like to bring the full crew out when we can. So Corona looking at third down and Well, five. we got room in the suite. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is sweet. It is awesome. So Norton looking over the line. Third down and five. Ball to 25. Back to throw. Steps up. Throws one over here this way. Steinecker wide open on a square out. Has first down yardage at the 41. He's brought down by Gage Ashley. Pretty simple, wasn't it? Yeah. Run downfield about 12 yards. Cut to the sideline. You're wide open. Passes there. Catch it. Move the chains. Hall of Fame night here at Corona. The 47 and 55 state championship football teams, the 83 state championship basketball team, Jamie Krasminski, Jerry Dutcher, Nick Anise, and Frank Korn all being honored in the Hall of Fame. Here's Norton with the carry. Juwan Vines and Tim Brozell brought him down after about a two-yard gain. Appreciate all you listeners out there. You're locked into Z92.5 or maybe listen on your computer or your uh, your iPhone or your, what do they call them? Smartphones. Smartphones. Yeah. Our free app is, is outstanding. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio and three-point podcast a new wrinkle we put on the airwaves this year we'll be talking with the hall of famers right after this game is over i'll tell you what with that whistle ted uh, something that's drawing my attention right now is this potential matchup of a couple of kids that are going to be playing on saturdays pretty soon if you've noticed steinecker and uh, actually uh, tyson davis has been lined up on him for oh, the last couple of plays well, that, that whistle we just heard was the official end of the first quarter. So, at, was it a timeout? Oh, I thought it was the end of the quarter. Hard yeah. to tell with no scoreboard. Yeah, I can't but tell. But we got Charlie. Charlie's telling me it was a Goodrich timeout. And William Graham Tax and Accounting in Corona has been servicing mid-Michigan since 1985. Professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, the self-employed, and partnerships. Conveniently located on Bacchus Street in Corona, a couple blocks from McCurdy Park. If you've got questions, contact the experienced staff and schedule your free consultation. For more details on William Graham Tax and Accounting, stop by, give them a call, or find them online at grahamaccounting.biz. Mars Furniture and Mattress in Owasso, your locally owned hometown furniture store, is proud to support high school sports. Mars is mid-Michigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. Solid wood furniture coming directly from the finest Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio. And it's built to last for a lifetime. And Mars has the best prices in the state. How good are the prices? Great. We're going to find out right after this. Yeah, outstanding local business. Been doing it for a long time. Well, here we go. Second down and about seven. Corona with the ball. Yarmouth gets the handoff hit in the backfield. Joey Powers was there. Also, number 17 and on the hit. Defensive end, Evan Williams, knifing down the line, bringing him down. So brings up a big third down and eight now for Corona. Goodrich leads it. 7-6 here on Z92-5. Again, we want to thank our tremendous sponsorship that we have on board tonight. Just doing it up week in and week out. They know the spot to spend their advertising dollars for high school sports and especially support these kids. Here's Norton going for the home run ball down the sideline. He has a man open, but it was just a little bit underthrown and knocked away at the last moment by Luke Robinson. It was intended for Gabe Bompchen. 
And that's actually Peyton Norton's first incomplete pass of the night. Uh, actually going uh, four for five right now for 58 yards. Pretty looking spiral that time. Yeah, it was. He would have put just a little bit more air underneath it. Yeah. I think he had six. So in to punt it will be Fisher Morris. He was voted the Genesee area punter of the year so far. So he must have been putting the toe to it pretty deep. Going deep is uh, Tyson Davis for Goodrich at about the 25-yard line. Here's the snap. Morris boots it up. It's a high end-over-ender. Davis fields it, gets a block, stiff arms a man, gets another block on the far sideline at the 30, 35, and is stacked up, no, still on his feet, but finally brought down right around the 35-yard line. So Goodrich has the one-point lead as we wind down the first quarter. Mars Furniture, you know, we were talking about some of the great prices, great deals. Well, how about this one? Queen mattress sets and recliners starting at just $269. Mars has quick financing approval when you wait and credit options to fit your needs. Stop in tomorrow at Mars Furniture and Mattress. They're on M21 in Owasso. And check them out at MarsFurniture.com. So it'll be good, Rich Ball. They're up by one, seven to six. So it'll be Aiden Rubio takes the high snap, hands it off to his running back who breaks a tackle. Vines, actually that was Tucker Rykel, brought down for a loss there. Yeah, great penetration by the Cavs on that play right there. Yeah, Scout Jones coming up from his linebacking position to lead the attack. I think that high snap kind of hurt their timing a little bit, allowed Corona to really just get beyond that line and turn that into a big play. Well, Steinecker coming off the off to get a quick break. Get some water, young man. You need to go back out there. Looks like Rubio again out of the shotgun. Second down and 12. Davis in motion to the far side. Cuts back against the green. Gets a block. Cavaliers come up, though, and make a nice hit. Looked like that was Ty Anderson, number three. Coming up to hit him at the thigh pads and knock him down. Yeah, not a lot of room for Davis on that one. So that will end the first quarter of play officially. So after one here in Corona, it's Goodrich 7, Corona 6. Drive of the game tonight brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso. Saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan athletes at Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. They know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac, Young Buick GMC, proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, good first quarter of play here at Nick and East Field. Goodrich leads at 7-6. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fatal. Second quarter, about ready to get underway. Again, the technical staff trying to get the scoreboard working, but right now it is not. So any, any time that we pass on is going to be just estimated. 
But we do know it's 7-6 to because one of the things we do here is we keep score. Absolutely. Score and stats, which uh, I know our listeners really appreciate. Yeah, a lot of people like to hear you keep track of the players for some reason. Yes, for some reason. I don't know. Rubio looking at third down and 12. Getting pressured. Oh, he breaks away from one would-be tackle. He has all kinds of room on the other side of the field. He's going to get the first down. Davis with a nice block at the end to allow him to get the first down. Man, that opened up so yeah. wide. It was Matt Wise coming across the line of scrimmage to flush Rubio, but once Rubio got past Wise, he had clear sailing around that far side of the field. So it's Goodrich going left to right as we see it right now, and they'll move the chains. Looks like they'll put the ball down right around their own 42-yard line. Goodrich leading it 7-6 to six over Corona. And again, we talked about it last week. Goodrich has traveled pretty well here again yeah. tonight. I mean, what... What better thing to do here as we wind down summer and come hang outside underneath the Friday night lights? Just an outstanding evening. Can just stay away from the mosquitoes. That's a little bit scary. Here's the handoff. Goes to Jacoby Brandon. Uh, in on that tackle was Porter Zeman for the Cavaliers. I know there was a number of games in the state that moved up their, their kickoff time to 5 o'clock to try and avoid uh, mosquitoes. Now, I'm sorry, what is that, that triple E or yeah, something Yeah, triple like E virus yeah. is out there. It's actually, I think it's killed a couple people yeah. in Michigan. I think it's been mostly on the west side of the state. Right. A little bit scary, for sure. Yeah. But a perfect evening here, and I have not spotted a mosquito yet. Thank goodness. Power eye in the backfield here. Rubio under center. Takes the handoff, hands it off this time. Goes to Jacoby Brandon on second down and eight. Brought down by Nick Steinecker, the first one there for the Cavaliers, along with Jeremiah Davis. Brings up third down and three. The ball just shy of midfield at the 49-yard line. Boy, at halftime, we'll bring you up to date on what's going on in the MHSAA, and if we get a chance, we'll kind of highlight some Big Ten action as the Wolverines and Spartans some big games. Oh, man. And, boy, uh, what's going on in East Lansing there with Coach D'Antonio, man, couldn't be coming at a worse time. A lot of negative publicity. A win over Northwestern and Evanston would go a long way. Here's a handoff. The running back coming this way. Should have first down yardage and does. That is Jacoby Brandon. Brought down by Steinecker again. Also coming up was Porter Zeman and Tucker Woodruff. Yeah. Well, Juwan Vines is out there, but, uh, you know, he was the big workhorse yeah. last week against Owasso. How many times but he carried it tonight? Once. That's what I thought. Yeah, no, once for no gain. And uh, Brandon, that's his fourth carry, uh, 18 yards. I'm not sure what's going on with Snydecker. He's, he's, I don't know if he doesn't feel well. He's had to come off a couple times to sit on the sideline here. Well, that's a little muggy it's out there. I mean, it's, this is kind of cramp weather. It is. Here's a quick pitch in the backfield to Brandon again around left end. Gets a couple of blocks, has some room. Finally rolled down, but not before he got the first down. In on the tackle, Hunter McCorkle coming up from his free safety position. Also Porter Zeman there in on the hit. 7-6, Goodrich on top. The Martians with the ball, putting together a little drive. They have it in Corona territory at the 35-yard line. That yeah, looked a little bit like USC football right there with that pitch. Yeah. Brandon's got another gear, too. I noticed that uh, Corona had really good pursuit on him. Looked like they could have maybe taken him down behind the line, and he just kind of switched it into another gear. So it'll be first and ten here. Goodrich from the 35 of Corona. 
Quick fullback dive this time. Tucker Rykel. Then we're getting a, a flag way over here on the sideline in front of the Corona bench. Not sure what the side judge came up with here. It's a sideline warning. So they'll count the run a couple yards on that. Takes it down to about the 32. Second down and about eight. Yeah, you always wonder when it's a sideline warning. I mean, was somebody a little bit uh, close, too close to the field, or was there a little bit of chin music going on? Right. So power eye again, wide out over here this way. Rubio spins, looks downfield, getting a little pressure. And again, the Cavaliers don't contain the corner. And Rubio gets around that left side and then steps out of bounds. So the defensive ends on that side of the field got to come upfield yeah. and contain. Got to make them go inside. I mean, they teach you that in eighth grade. Yeah, you've seen Rubio do that a couple of times tonight. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, the defensive end really wasn't blocked. He just took a bad route to the quarterback. Came inside instead of coming up and then over. Man, I got my coaching hat on tonight. I'm telling you, Ted. <laughs> it's so easy up here. I'm about to give you a message from the MHSAA. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, we got about 10 minutes to go here in the second quarter. Officials needed, Ted, but that, not coaches. That's true. <laughs> Here's Rubio. Play action. Goes to the left side of the field, and then it's caught on the sideline over there by number 14, Matt Warren. He had a couple catches last week against Owasso. And I think that moves the chain. Let's see if it goes just inside the 10-yard line. So first and goal from around the 8-yard line. Goodrich with it and the 7-6 lead. You're hearing all this head-knocking action on Z92.5, the castle. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fattel. Glad you joined us here tonight. Wide out over here on the near side. Here's the handoff. It goes to number four again, Jacoby Brandon. He fights across the five, takes it into the end zone. So an eight-yard run. And just great power football by the Goodrich Martians running towards us. Give all kinds of credit to that line on that uh, that particular drive. Yep. Well, they're getting closer on the scoreboard. They got some lights up there now. Yeah. We'll try the PAT here. Riley Moore out of the snap by Luke Robinson. Looks like there's a little movement on the line of yep. scrimmage. That should be a five-yard walk off a false start here. Going to be a little bit of laundry. Yeah. I hear the Goodrich coaches to our left. They weren't too happy about that one. <laughs> so five-yard walk-off. They'll, uh, they'll attempt the PAT again. They got a good enough kicker to nail this. What the Lions kicker last week? Struggled a little bit, and they still came away with a win. You know, the funny thing is, is uh, well, the Chargers had a backup in, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they had their punter doing their uh. kicking. Here's the kick by Riley Moore up and good. So with about 10 minutes to go in the second quarter, Goodrich leads at 14-6 over Corona. 
When it comes to insurance, you really want an agent who cares about you. Oaks Fisher Insurance is a family-owned, independent insurance agency offering hometown service and personal attention for all your personal and business needs. Whether it's auto, farm, home, life, business, or annuities, Oaks Fisher Insurance is the policy you need. Located at 322 North Water Street, Noasso. Visit, uh, visit Oaks Fisher Insurance. Visit, no, no, oaksfisher.com. That's the name of the website. Or you can call them, 989-723-3011. Well, a big touchdown there by Goodrich. Cavaliers, they have to regroup here a little bit offensively, trailing at 14-6. to Keep in mind, they had a two-point try. They were stopped on a two-point try after their first score. That was a Peyton Norton to Fisher-Morris touchdown. Oh, that was a sweet run, too, wasn't it? Yeah. What was nice did you spinning, have stumbling into the end zone on that. Did you have that? the yardage on that? I forgot to write it down. I got about 30. Okay. So a 30-yard connection, and then it was Jacoby Brandon with back-to-back -to -back touchdowns for the Martians, a 3-yarder and an 8-yarder. Here's the kick, high end-over-ender down to the goal line. Oh, McCorkle bobbles it, picks it back up, comes the 5, the 10. Oh, he's in trouble, and he is brought down at about the 14-yard line. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Ferrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at ferrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. So the Cavaliers with the ball. Let's see what Peyton Norton and company can do here. He'll line up out of the shotgun. The Cavs going right to left as we see it. Two wideouts this way. They send a man in motion this way. Norton keeps it himself on the quarterback option. Cuts up field. Should have first down yardage. He does. Still on his feet, fighting hard. Takes it up to about the 30-yard line. So Peyton Norton continues his fine play here early on. And there was just a lot of room over on that right side of the Corona line. Big hole opened up for Norton and then... With that kind of speed, he's able to capitalize on it. Huge first down for the Cavs. Chessonine leads over to LC 6-0. Our first score is starting to roll in now. I wonder if people still call into the station with score. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Here's Norton. A pass out this way. Tipped up again. Oh, yeah. Got some laundry on the field. Might be a pass interference. That was intended for, looked like, was it Yarmouth or Bombshin? There was a couple Cavaliers over here on the, on the near side of the field. Haven't seen any signal yet by the referees. Holding, holding against Goodrich, so defensive yeah. holding. Yeah, I really don't know what the difference is between defensive holding and pass interference more often than not. Yeah. Just depends on what the ref wants to call it, but uh, the Goodrich defender definitely reaching in on on Yarmouth. There. Right. Automatic first down, though. But I think the only I think the main difference is if the ball's in the air and you're holding, it's interference. If the ball hasn't hit the air yet, it's wow. holding. Man in motion, Yarmouth to our right, looking for a block, but nothing there, and loses about four yards on that one. 
Joey Powers was there along with Jacob McLeod. Yeah, Corona not having a whole lot of success spreading the field. They seem to do uh, pretty well running it up the middle, yep. uh, throwing it over the middle. I mean, Morris is, or not Morris, but uh, Norton's been very successful. So Corona will look at three wideouts over here on the near side. Second down and 12. The ball at about the 27. Norton looks downfield. Has time. Th- sidearms one out. It's complete. Right on the money. Yeah. Big time throw and a big time catch right there. I think that was Fisher Morris on the reception. What number, Charlie? 30, yep. Fisher Morris. That was a little bit of a uh, Matt Stafford sidearm over there, making an adjustment. Looked a little bit like Brett Favre, too. That was Favre's normal throwing motion. About those undefeated Detroit Lions. Uh (laughs) Don't pour that Kool-Aid out yet. I guess not. Here's Yarmouth on the quick dive up the middle. Gets too close to the 45-yard line. Tucker Raquel. Raquel, the first one there for the Martians. We're getting close to the midway point here. The second quarter would be my guess. Probably seven minutes to go. Twelve minutes to go. (laughs) What's that? Twelve minutes to go. Yeah, that's what it says on the clock. The score's right, though. Well, they're getting closer. Ah. Second down now. Second about eight. Corona with the ball. Yarmouth takes it. Brought down at the line of scrimmage. Kevin Patterson brings him down right there at the line. So brings up a third down now and about uh, seven. Corona sticking with their game plan. They want to primarily grind the ball downfield as much as they can and keep it away from the Martians. Goodrich leads it, though, 14-6. to We're about midway through this second quarter on Z92.5, the castle. Big Hall of Fame weekend here at Corona. Norton flushed out. Throws on oh. downfield. It's knocked down. That was Juwan Vines going high to knock that pass down. It looked like the Cavaliers maybe had the post pattern opening up downfield, but Vines with a big block. So that Corona, looked almost like a basketball play there. Yeah, it did. Stuffed him. Yeah. The Kembe Matumbo kind of stuff. <laughs> did he wag the finger? <laughs> did, he didn't wag the finger, but he came pretty darn close. By the way, did you get a chance to see the uh, Rodman special 30 for 30? I have not. Oh, man. Very well done, as they all are on ESPN, but you come away just just totally feeling sorry for the dude, you know? No, I mean, he, he had a real hard life growing up. And then, you know, once he hit the limelight, he just let things get out of control. Yeah. Well, well I heard uh, Geronimo talking this morning that yeah. supposedly Madonna offered him $20 million to impregnate, impregnate her. her. I don't know if that's... They did, or not. They didn't talk about that on it, but they did yeah. They did talk about them dating. But we'll have uh, Goodrich with the ball right after this. You always get the best deals at Beck's Trailer Superstore, the nation's largest trailer dealer. With over 1,500 trailers on 45 acres, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Whether you're looking for an open or enclosed trailer for work or play, you'll find the perfect trailer at Beck's. 
They have flexible financing options through several national and local lenders to offer the most competitive rates and payment from only $69 a month with approved credit. For the best selection of quality trailers at unbeatable prices, call 888-SAY-BEX or visit BEXTRAILERSTORE.COM. Goodrich with the ball. Out of the shotgun, Rubio. He has plenty of time. Flushed out to the left. Now looks for a keeper himself, and the Cavaliers did a good job staying to home that time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've seen what Rubio has been able to do once he's been able to turn that corner and to leave that as only a three- or four-yard gain. Yeah, Mike Daniels. Great coverage by down. the Cavs. Great coverage by the Cavs. Great protection by the Martians. So it brings up second down and about seven. Goodrich with it. They lead it 14 to six. The clock, I don't know. Maybe we'll go with it. It says 445. And it's, it's ticking. And it's, and it's ticking. It's ticking down. Yeah, let's let's stick with that. All right. 445 to go here in the second. They don't have the scores on yet. Here's Rubio again forever. Throws the deep ball down the far sideline. Oh, oh my goodness. wow. Right on the money. And then Davis takes it in the end zone. That one was a 58-yard strike. Man, you want to talk about a perfectly thrown football. That one right there. He just put that one right up in the air, dropped it right over Davis's shoulder. And with that kind of speed, easy for Davis to get that separation and a 58-yard bomb. Yeah, Davis... He, he bobbled it up in the air a couple times. He almost blew it. Yeah. It was right, perfectly thrown. But he recovered, and they had the 58-yard completion, and Rubio threw just a beauty. You don't see high school quarterbacks throw that deep ball that nice very often. Here's the kick. It is up by Riley Moore, and good. So 427 to go in the half, 21-6. to Goodrich. Sportsnet Michigan has thousands of high school game radio broadcasts available going all the way back to 1985. For a sample, check out the posted games right here at Three Point Podcast. For more info, message Ted Fatale on Twitter at Z925SportsGuy. Cadwalder, Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car. With no problem, auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. So it will be Goodrich kicking it off. They yeah, lead it. Scoreboards right now, Ted. All Timeouts right. look right. Looks like they got it all fixed. Looks like they got everything fixed. Nice. Sweet. 427 left, we're going to say. Yep. Here's the kickoff. Fielded down and around the five-yard line. Cavalier deep man brings Still it straight going. up the middle. Good return there by the Cavaliers. That was Gabe Bombshin. Takes it up across the 35-yard line. So Corona will have it. They're going to try and see what they can do to get some points on the board here. That was actually Tucker Woodruff with the return. If your car becomes a victim of a deer collision, KP Auto Body and St. John's will get you back on the road fast. 
They can handle foreign or domestic models, and they work with all insurance companies. Their certified technicians can handle complete paint and glasswork, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, they'll give you a free loan or a service, and they work with Hetler's Towing, so you get 24-7 dependable service. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing, proud sponsors of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. So Krona goes to the shotgun. Norton, play action, keeps it himself. He faked it to number six that time. Jeremiah Davis and then followed him into the line. Gets the first down. Tucker Rykel, or actually gets about five yards on that try. <coughs> we'll call it six, making it second down and four. Corona with the ball at their own 42-yard line. Three, under four minutes to go. Here in the first half, three wideouts on the far side, two this way. One goes in motion. They'll hand it off to him. The jet sweep to Fisher Morris. And that play just has not worked yeah. tonight. You know, and that's a that's a staple of uh, the Cavs' offense right there. And like you said, they just have not had a whole lot of success really doing anything when they try to turn it outside. Luke Robinson in on that tackle. Part of the key there is you got to you got to block. Well, yeah, that's that helps because that play takes a lot of time to develop too. And right now, Goodrich is reading that play. Corona's, I think if they want to get back into this, they're going to have to go to the air. They've been really successful that way so far. Third down now, almost six. Trips over here on the near side. Norton rolls this way. Steps up in the pocket. Now running out of time and then gets brought down for a loss. Yeah, just great coverage right there by Goodrich. Tucker Rykel in on that hit. That time, Norton probably would have been wise to throw that one away, give his punter a little bit more room. Instead, he takes the loss, brings up fourth down in about 13. Ball will be put down at the 32-yard line, and, you know, still plenty of time for Goodrich. Their big strike offense, leading it 21-6 to over Corona here on Hall of Fame evening, the first-ever Corona Athletic Hall of Fame. Here's Fisher Morris, a high, booming punt. Davis goes back for it, signals for a fair catch right around the 25-yard line. So it'll be Goodrich with it, first and 10 from their own 25, leading it 21-6 to right after this. Mars Furniture and Mattress in Owasso is your locally owned hometown furniture store, and they're proud to support high school sports. Mars is mid-Michigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. This solid wood furniture comes directly from the finest Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio, and it's built to last for a lifetime, and Mars has the best prices in the state. Right now, Mars has great deals on queen mattress sets and recliners, starting at just $269. Mars has quick financing approval while you wait, and credit options to fit your needs. Stop in tomorrow at Mars Furniture and Mattress, M21 in Owasso, or check them out at MarsFurniture.com. First and 10, Goodrich. Rubio out of the shotgun. Three wideouts on the far side going left to right. Passes it over the middle to Davis in stride. He has it at the 40. Midfield, the 40, 35. Holland Cavaliers on his back to the 30-yard line. Finally brought down at the 29-yard line of Corona. Boy, you don't want to see him get out in the open like that. That's a that's a scary task for a defensive back to try and come up and wrangle him down. Yeah, he is hard to bring down. He doesn't look like the biggest guy out there, does he? Not but really. He is, he is really hard to bring down. We saw, saw that a little bit last week, too. 
Well, you know, I, I watched him play basketball. You know, he's listed at 5'10", 165, but he can go up and jam it real easily. So really? He's got that kind of legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he keeps the feet moving after he catches the ball, doesn't he? He does. So, again, Goodrich with the ball, minute 52 to go in the half. The 30-yard line of Corona. Rubio getting pressured. It's Steinecker. He brings it oh. down. Quarterback throws a little shovel pass out. They're going to call it incomplete. He may have had Vines just close enough to avoid the grounding penalty. Very fortunate there. They're going to call Man, it an I'm incomplete pass. I'm not seeing pass. a jersey anywhere underneath the 60s, though. No, they was Vines in the area. Yeah, Vines was within ten yards. Okay, it was a close one. It could have gone either way. Yeah, I think he was completely surprised by the surge that Corona had on that play. Yeah, Steinecker, and they were following your advice as far as containing him. Yes, keeping him in that pocket area. Steinecker that time almost had a sack. Minute forty to go here in our first half. Twenty-one-six, Goodrich. They'll send Tyson Davis way out on the far side. Going left to right again. Rubio out of the shotgun. The referee comes up, and we do have a penalty. Too much time going to go against the Martians. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud sp- supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, here's Rubio to Davis. He tiptoed on that far sideline, stayed in bounds, and then brought the ball back upfield close to a first down. Boy, is he dangerous. Uh, Which one? (laughs) Because they're both pretty lethal right now. Absolutely. Actually, he brought it up to where about the original line of scrimmage is. So a minute nine to go here in the half. 21-6, Goodrich. Keep it here at halftime. We'll have this week in high school sports presented by the MHSAA. We'll get caught up on a couple of uh, important messages as well. Here is Rubio getting pressured. Throws one away. Good, smart move there by the junior quarterback. Just to toss that one away on third down. So they'll get another crack at it with 49 seconds to go here in the half. Yeah, more really good coverage by that Cavalier secondary. Keep in mind, Goodrich won the toss and will receive in the second half. So it's a real huge opportunity for Corona here to keep them off the board. Fourth down and 10. Goodrich with the ball at the 29-yard line of Corona. Cavalier band of gold congregated on the far side of the field on the track. And we got a timeout. Goodrich calls timeout. So they lead it 21-6. 49 ticks on the old talker. Broadcast of tonight's game is a copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and WJSZFM. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution of the descriptions or accounts of this game can take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA, Z92.5, The Castle, and Sportsnet Michigan. Well, it's been a pretty good, pretty good, well-played game, but Goodrich yeah. definitely shows they have some, some serious athletes over yes, there. Yes, they do. The Rubio to Davis combination is pretty tough to compete with. Yeah, definitely. You know, in Corona, 49 seconds left here. 
Uh, Goodrich does have all three of their timeouts, I believe. But, man, if they can hold them here, they just might have a chance to climb back in in the second half. I really wasn't sure what to expect in this Cavalier team. You know, our first chance to watch them this year. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hanging in there, and they're playing pretty well at times. There's a lot of fighting, you know, and I think this offense gives them the chance to try and climb back into this. Well, I know some of the younger classes are looking pretty good, so if they can ride out the storm here this year next, we'll never know what can happen. Here's a pass down the far sideline, up in the air, oh. knocked away. Pretty good coverage over there. That was a fourth down play. Who was that? Number Was it 82? I think that was Gabe Bombshin on the, de ah. on de the coverage that time. Either him or, yeah. So it'll be first and ten, Corona. Let's see if they just run it out here with 44 seconds to go in the half or try to get some points. Three timeouts, decent field position. From their own 30-yard line. You know, 0-3, why not? Yeah. Why not go for it here? Just do some safe passes. It looks like they got some of the Hall of Famers gathering down the field. I see my dad, Bud Fattel. He couldn't wait to get out there. His, <laughs> his old buddy, Bill Strigo, who was one of our guests on uh, Three Point Podcast, Ken Hitchcock, those are all three from the 47 squad. Here is Norton rolling out this way. Passes it up here. It's caught at the sidelines. Did he get out of bounds? Yeah, they're going to say he did. Good heads up play. Almost didn't. Yeah, it didn't look like Davis. he was going to do it. So there you go couple more plays like that. They got time with three timeouts, 34.5 seconds to go here in our uh, first half of play. Well, you see we got the 47 team down here. We got the 55 team over to our right. They see some representatives from the Nicanese family. 83 basketball team. They're well represented. Here's Norton. Throws one out this way. It hangs up in the air, and it's incomplete. His arm might have been hit Yeah, I just think a he bit. got hit right before he released it. I think so. A little, little wobbler. And I think Jamie Krasminski is here tonight. She was a standout runner in the uh, late 90s for the Cavaliers. Won Big Ten, state, or Big Ten championships in running. Here's the snap. Norton looking to throw. Throws one down the middle of the field. Too high. Picked off. Intercepted. That was Gage Ashley with a pick. Yeah, just a little bit overthrown on that one. So that brings us to the 8 o'clock hour. You're listening to WJSZ, Ashley Owasso. We got 21 seconds to go here in this first half. Well, you know, if you're Goodrich... Why not let it go, yeah. too? You, you know, you, you've seen that Rubio can throw it. This is when I do condone and have uh, prevent defense. Yeah. You absolutely cannot let anybody get behind you. If you do, you might as well go in the locker room and shower up. <laughs> I don't think they're deep enough. I really don't. I'd be back close to midfield. That's how I got a couple interceptions that way, Charlie. <laughs> Here's a rush. They throw it over the middle to Tyson Davis. Going to try and make something happen himself. He break, breaks three tackles and gets up to about the 34-yard line. Finally brought down there. 
by Tucker Woodruff. So Goodrich calls timeout with 11.9 seconds to go here in our first half. 21 to 6. Goodrich leads it. So on the timeout, take a listen to this. It's the back-to-school special going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. Get a great deal on a 2019 Ford Edge, just $179 a month for 24 months, and Signature will deliver right to your front door. Right now, a Ford F-150 XLT Super Crew 4x4, just $159 a month for 24 months for Ford returning lessees with Ford red carpet release. $39.89 due at signing, 10,500 miles per year. See Signature Ford Noasso for all the details. And we will be open starting 9.30 tomorrow, Ted. Are you talking about the deal zone? Talking about the deal zone on East M21 in Owasso. Need to get Charlie over there. I'm telling you. He needs to get rid of that beater truck he has. Get him a new one. Ah, great deals going on on some F-150s, Charlie. <laughs> Here's Rubio, pass over the middle complete. Caught by Juwan Vines, has some room on that far side. See if they can keep him in bounds. He gets out of bounds, stops the clock with 2.7 seconds to go, takes it into Corona territory. And just a heads-up play right there by Vines. I mean, as soon as he caught that ball, he was looking to get out. I mean, you see a lot of college and yeah. pro receivers that can't do that. He was beelining it, that's for sure. Got a little bit of help, too. I mean, we had a blocker that came up to help clear a path to the sidelines. Yeah. So Rubio will get one more shot at it here. First and ten. Last play, barring any penalties. Throws downfield. Uh-oh. Throws a bomb. Incomplete downfield. The referee let it go with the quarterback got shoved. So that will bring us to halftime. Halftime is here. 21-6. to Goodrich on top of Corona. And stick right here on the castle. We'll have this week in the MHSA along with some spots coming up here on the castle again the score is 21-6 Goodrich over Corona right here live on Z92.5 Run-ins with deer happen now more than any other time of the year. If your car becomes a victim of a deer collision, KP Auto Body in St. John's will get you back on the road fast. KP Auto Body can handle foreign and domestic models and works with all insurance companies. Their certified technicians can handle complete paint and glass work, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, KP Auto Body gives you a free loaner with service so you can still get to work and keep all your appointments. They'll make sure you have a car to get you where you need to go. Need a tow? KP Auto Body works with Hetler's Towing, so you don't get stranded. Accidents, lockouts, jump starts, no gas. Get fast and dependable 24-hour service with Hetler's Towing. Medium and light, flatbed trucks, flat tires, Hetler's Towing can help. Call 989-224-7066. That's 224-7066. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing. 4129 South US 27 in St. John's. Working together to better serve you in deer season and beyond. Hi, this is David Hood of the Schluckbeer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors. Investment planning too often boils down to cookie-cutter investment mixes and generalized guesswork regarding your financial needs. That's why Wells Fargo Advisors Envision Process offers a more personal approach that starts with you, with your unique needs, dreams, and circumstances. You can plan your investments around life events that hold real meaning for you so you can connect to your strategy 
in a refreshing and personal way. It's investment planning that revolves around you, and it's available through Wells Fargo Advisors, where we've built our culture around putting clients' needs first. In Owasso, call the Schluck Beer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors today at 989-725-8131. That's 989-725-8131. Wells Fargo Advisors is a trade name used by Wells Fargo Clearing Services, LLC, member SIPC. Hey, sports fans, this is Gary Jacobs from Jacobs Insurance. I'm calling unsportsmanlike conduct on outrageous auto insurance premiums. If you pay way too much for auto insurance, you need to call Jacobs Insurance. We recently added a new player to our team, Wolverine Mutual. Wolverine Mutual has recently voted the number one Michigan insurance company for competitive auto insurance premiums. And Jacobs Insurance is the only agency in Shiawassee County with Wolverine Mutual on their team. Jacobs Insurance has been in business for 35 years. Wolverine Mutual has been in business for 95 years. So let our experience work for you and see how much we can save you on your auto insurance. Wolverine Mutual is tearing up the competition, so don't wait. Call Jacobs Insurance at 725-7117 or stop by our office on M21 by Home Depot. We also handle homes, motorcycles, boats, recreational vehicles, and business insurance. When you think of insurance, think Jacobs Insurance. Inspirational Pirate, the finishing touch, and what the MHSCA office doesn't do. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. Football runs deep in the Prout family at Pinckney High School, just a half hour's drive northwest of Ann Arbor in Livingston County. And the latest to wear a pirate jersey is providing an incredible emotional lift to the community this season. Larry Prout Jr. is the sixth of six children in the family who proudly wears the number six on his 4'8", 85-pound frame. He can't play the game. His body's too delicate in spite of his strong will, but he pumps up everyone around him. Larry, just he's truly an inspiration, honestly. Everything he's been through, everything he does, um, I've never met a, a young person with a more positive attitude than Larry. He, he uplifts every single one of us every time he comes around. Big D football coach, Rod Beaton. Larry Jr. was born with no skin covering the lower part of his torso, leaving internal organs exposed. Lots of hospitalization and surgeries, 105 in all, have challenged him physically but have never broken his spirit. He's followed his brother's athletic annex, became a celebrity as the heartbeat of the University of Michigan football team in 2017, and now takes his role on the sidelines at Pinckney football contests, carrying the team's no-quarter flag between the third and fourth periods at home. You can read more about Larry Prout Jr. and Pinckney football on the second half page of the MHSA website. Our this week game balls go out to the eight-player football team at Powers North Central, which forced seven turnovers in a 2014 upset of Pickford on Saturday. Leo Gorzinski Jr. had three interceptions for the Jets. And in a key Big North Boys soccer game last week, Gaylor got goals from Kyle McKenzie and Gabe Kleinsorge to take a 2-0 win over Alpena. The two teams were ranked in the top 15 in the statewide coaches' polls. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Need money for college? You need My Student Aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash mi student aid. 
Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look into the fine art of officiating with Sam Davis. There's a swimmer-friendly rules change being made in that sport this season. The definition of a legal finish has been changed to allow a competitor to touch any part of the finish end of the lane. Previously, a swimmer had to contact the touch pad for a legal finish. The touch rule has also been changed to apply during relay races, where, prior to this season, only the swimmer had to touch the finish end of the pool. While the changes may provide some flexibility for swimmers, it does put additional responsibility on lane judges and backup hand timers to be ready for those occurrences when a swimmer does not contact the touch pad. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go online now to the MHSA website to register. In the school business in general and school sports in particular, there is a constant churn of the constituency, a generation of student-athletes and their families passing through every four years, sometimes with overlap, sometimes not. What it means for school sports administrators at the local level is that they're in a constant education mode to let people know how school sports are different and in most cases better for kids and families than anything they've previously been taught in youth sports. Oftentimes it means describing the structure and the rules that provide value and teach values and giving some parents messages about sportsmanship, rules and regulations, and all kinds of other things that they don't want to hear. And when that happens, the phones light up at the MHSAA office expecting something be done to that coach or that school athletic administrator. Folks don't understand that the MHSAA is the membership, not 26 people in an office in East Lansing. And member schools take care of about 99% of everything that happens on a daily basis in school sports. One cockeyed caller said it was because the MHSAA corporately stands for sportsmanship that the staff ought to ensure that they're Johnny or Janie's playing time or making the team or starting or all city, all conference, all state, you get what I mean. And that's just a small sliver of a small number of callers who then don't like it when they're told that they must call their local school to deal with their issue. By design, there's a lot of things that the MHSAA office staff doesn't do, but that the MHSAA membership, the 1,500-plus junior high, middle school, and senior high schools across the state, take the responsibility for executing on a day-to-day -day basis, all in the name of educational athletics, programs unique to America, programs that do great things for kids. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. What's in the backpack, Caleb? Paper, pencils, calculator, and my fast days car wash and oil change coupons so I can get brownie points with the teachers. For a limited time, stop into one of Fast Eddie's 16 locations and purchase our unlimited monthly wash car membership. Become a Fast Eddie's wash member today and wash your vehicle every day for the low price of only $19.95. And if your vehicle needs an oil change, Fast Eddie's offers conventional, semi-synthetic, and full synthetic oil changes at great affordable prices. Fast Eddie also does preventative maintenance, like transmission and cooling flushes, fuel filter, air filter, wiper blades, and headlight replacement, and much, much more. And we're schooling the competition with our low prices. Fast Eddie's Car Wash and Oil Change Centers are your one-stop shop for all your vehicle's needs. See your local Fast Eddie's Car Wash and Oil Change Center for great fall savings on our quality products and services. With 16 locations throughout Michigan, there is one near you. Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. Mike here from Bellinger Specialty Meats with your Bellinger Best Tips. For your perfect tailgating and bonfire season, start with a great group of friends that enjoy the flavor of fall. And of course, the best flavor from Bellinger Specialty Meats. And if you're looking for munchies, we have several flavors of pretzels, jerky, snack stick, and summer sausage. For your next tailgate or bonfire, come see us at Bellinger Specialty Meats, 
just north of St. John's on US 127 for our wide variety of flavors and products. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and go to BellingerMeats.com. Check out our hours, our weekly specials, our meat bundles that we can ship out, also our daily lunch specials. Bellinger Specialty Meats is now selling your favorite beer and wine. And don't forget Bellinger Packing for all of your meat processing services. You can't go wrong with great friends, fall fun, and Bellinger Specialty Meats. We just had a great halftime presentation with the Hall of Famers. They honored the 1947 state championship team. They uh, they had quite a season. They still hold the record for most points in a game, 74 to nothing over Duran. They uh, outscored their opponents 307 to 37 and won the Class C media title. Uh, the 1955 state championship team was well represented here for their head coach, Charlie Alexander. They had an even better record statistically-wise. They were 9-0, 357-13 with seven shutouts. And uh, the team won games that season 57-0, 56-0, 50-0. Not too bad of football right there, a good era of Corona football. Yeah. Of course, the 83 state championship basketball team honored at halftime. A good portion of those boys were here. 23 and 4 finishers in the Class B state championship. They downed Oak Park in the state championship game. Jerry Dutcher is here tonight looking really good, I might add. He's got to be close to 67, 68 years old. A 67 graduate of front of high. Uh, played for Bo Schembechler at Michigan. Recruited by Bump Elliott. It was a 1966 Associated Press Class B All-State end. Jamie Krasminski, also a standout athlete, honored here at halftime. She was a graduate of 2000, holds many records in cross country and track, went on to run for Michigan State, and was a Big Ten champion in outdoor track in the 5,000-meter outdoor run. Of course, this field, Nick Anise Stadium here, and the Anise family was here. Of course, Nick, one of the great coaches of all time, 91-32-3 overall. And just a tremendous coach that I had the honor of playing for him. And then our Cavalier contributor, Frank Corrin, voice of the Cavaliers here for 50 years at the press box, honored here at halftime. So just a great honor. The fans are out on the field right now. And the score here at halftime, 21-6. to Goodrich leads it over Corona. Cavs jumped on the board first on a Peyton Morton to Fisher Morris 30-yard touchdown pass. Two-point try, though, was no good, but the Cavaliers led it with about six minutes to go in the first quarter, 6 nothing. But then three straight touchdowns by Goodrich, and right around the three-minute mark, the reason I say right around the three-minute mark, if you're just tuning in, scoreboard never got working until about four minutes to go in the half. Three-yard run by Jacoby Brandon, the PAT by Riley Moore, gave Goodrich the lead, and they have, they have kept it the whole way from that point. Martian scored a couple of touchdowns in the second quarter, an eight-yard run by Jacoby Brandon, and then a 58-yard TD strike from Rubio to Tyson Davis. Tremendous play. Both those PATs good by Moore. 21-6 here at the half. How about statistically there, buddy? Well, statistically, the big thing is just that uh, that magic combination of Rubio to Davis. Uh, Rubio in the first half, 8 of 12. For 239 yards, including a touchdown. Tyson Davis, uh, six of those catches for 203 yards and a touchdown. 
on the ground being led by Jacoby Brandon. Six carries, 31 yards, two touchdowns, 49 yards rushing for the Martians. Uh, 239 passing, 288 altogether. Corona doing really great in the air. I tell you, uh, Peyton Norton uh, right now 6 of 10 with a touchdown and an interception, 99 yards total. Uh, Cavs on the ground, 19 carries for 42 yards, being led by quarterback Peyton Norton, uh, 6 carries for 23 yards. Uh, Nick Yarmouth had a couple of nice rushes, but... Uh, 10 carries for 20 yards in the first half, 42 yards for the Cavs, 141 altogether. So uh, Goodrich able to uh, double them up in yardage and more than three times as much on the scoreboard. Uh, Martians look a lot like they did last week against Owasso, really, both offensively and defensively. It seems like they were able to make that adjustment after that first drive and kind of hold Corona. But I think Corona got a little bit of an advantage over maybe Owasso last week and that they can spread it out and I think that they're still in this game. I mean they were able to make a stop in the second at the end of the second quarter and I think that might be big. Yeah, they're going to have to stop Goodrich here on this first series of downs if they give up points on uh, this initial drive. It's going to be virtually impossible. Yeah, it's going to get a little bit dicey for them, but uh, you know, great defensive stand towards the end of the second quarter. 28 nothing. a final in, Morris over Ashley. That game was called at half because of Ashley injuries. So that was eight-man wow. football. Uh, it looks like the Orioles, uh, maybe another march to the Superior Dome and another state championship. They're ranked one, one or two. They're ranked state, number right? one, yeah. They are number one, yeah. Think about that a minute. I mean, remember the bad days of Morris sports? And, yeah. I mean, now they've got, I mean, just shifting over to eight-man football has made one huge difference yeah. in a state championship a year ago. It's just a, a great testament to, to Andy Flynn and Kendall Crockett and the whole the whole Morris area there. Just a great program. And, of course, New Lothrop taking on Montrose tonight. We'll take a look at uh, Twitter here when I get a chance to see what, what's going on in that game. That could be very interesting. Wow. So we're here at halftime, 21-6. to Goodrich leads it over Corona. We'll be back with more here right after this. Drive of the game tonight will be brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And player of the game tonight brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Well, I mentioned New Lothrop Montrose. The Hornets continue to roll, leading that game 21 to nothing. That was in the first half. Hey, what if everybody cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. And that's why they have a location right around the corner with excellent providers you can trust, people you know as neighbors, because this is more than helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Well, this just in on Twitter, too. I'm... It says, uh, Defense Secretary Mark Esper announces U.S. forces will be deployed to Saudi Arabia in response to last week's attack on the Saudi oil facilities. Wow. Saw that coming, huh? Yeah. Let's no, here's the thing. It's, uh, 
I try to kind of stay out of what's going on in the Middle East. Right. But anytime we've got American troops in the kingdom, <laughs> that's when people get upset. Oh, yeah. You know, that's when people start to get upset, and uh, that worries me. It really does. Well, it does. I mean, I know the Saudis are our allies in quotation. Sure. You know what sure. I'm saying? Well, and they have been since since at least World War II, you know, and, and I get that. But it's tough to have foreign troops in Saudi Arabia. It's, it's it really is. It's definitely a... Uh, a lot, a lot of folks don't take kindly to it. Let's put it that well, way. Well, and let's just hope that cooler heads prevail because, you know, going up against Iraq is one thing. Going up against Iran could be another yeah. situation. You know, we, we fought it. We've got enough war going on. Come on. Yeah. Let's do some diplomacy. Let's figure it out. I know it's hard to deal with terrorists and that mentality, but yeah. going over there to fight. And I'm not sure that's a great idea, but again, then again, that's not what I'm paid for. I'm paid to commentate on high school and football. do a little coaching <laughs> and do a little coaching <laughs> from up here. Well, you know, hey, if we got to coach the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Defense, we can do that too, Ted. Well, Bart, you know, we get a little bit of a break here. We can talk about uh, college football tomorrow. Michigan travels to Madison to take on the Badgers. Eleven o'clock start Central Time tomorrow. Big, big game. You know, Wolverines. Have not looked that good early on in the season. They had a bye week to maybe regroup, though so did Wisconsin. Yeah. How do you see that one tomorrow? I'm scared. I am I am uh, very afraid of that just because of uh, the way Wisconsin's defense has looked. And, and granted, you know, it's the Wisconsin Badgers, and, you know, they don't necessarily play the powerhouse schedule before the Big Ten season starts. But that defense has looked very good the past couple of weeks and uh michigan's offense has looked sloppy i don't know if uh, i have something's going on with uh with patterson or not but he has a hard time holding on to the ball for some reason yeah i'm hoping that that week off uh, maybe whatever ailments he had going on that he got healthy and uh they're gonna need they're gonna need shea patterson playing the rpo you know which is really yeah. his strength right they've got the receivers they've got a running back now hopefully i i read something this week that he was banged up charbonnet uh-huh. so we'll see what well, happens of course he was banged up look how many times he carried the ball 33 against army yeah and then michigan state you know uh, last week how do you bounce back from that? That's the big yeah. question because that's about as devastating as a loss as you can have. You know, not sending it to overtime with 12 men on the field. Yeah, technically Arizona State violated the rules by the book, but, you know, complaining about that at the end when you can't count to 11, that's pretty bad. Yeah. And that's a that's a tough loss. And then on top of that, you got all this stuff going on right now with D'Antonio being brought to a civil civil trial. I haven't even heard anything uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, something to do with recruiting one of their one of their guys that was a known you know bad element. Uh huh. And then he got charged with uh, sexual assault on campus. <coughs> D'Antonio was advised by a couple assistant coaches not to recruit the kid, uh-huh. and he did. Again, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know all the details, but well, you know, it goes back to the uh, the ESPN report that came out last year, right around the whole time of the uh, the Nasser scandal, and right, you know, made made uh, D'Antonio and Coach Izzo both look uh, look pretty bad. The program's uh, got per- pretty much got a, a black, black eye. eye yeah, sure. absolutely. And you know, I didn't know that. Uh, 
coaches could be held liable for that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that'll be kind of interesting to see what happens. You know, I mean, I guess if there was some type of cover-up or something, right. I guess you can uh, definitely be held liable for that. Right? Well, I'm not sure of all the ins and outs legally, but yeah. I, I do know the last couple of days, you know, it, there's been there's been some bad stuff going on about Coach Mark. Well, sometimes he uses that kind of stuff to, to motivate his team. You know, going yeah, on the road to Northwestern, it's not been an easy place for the Spartans. No. Well, Evanston's tough for everybody. It really is. And uh, I couldn't believe they were nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. You know, like Vegas seems to know what's going on. I mean, I, I guess they expect them to bounce back from that terrible loss, you know, and Northwestern maybe not that good this year, but, boy, I... I if I was a betting man, I'd probably go the other way. And I, you know, another team. Uh, you talk about the Michigan Wolverines, but the Spartans. Everything wrong with uh, with Michigan is ten times bad with uh, with uh, Michigan State. You know, great defense, but the uh, the offense just is not not achieving right now. Right, almost a month. Bad play calling though too. I mean, you know, there was a lot of things. I don't think they're given. Lewerke really the opportunity to succeed with some of the stuff that they're calling. Right. You know, and he didn't play that bad either. No. But, uh, yeah, you got to punch it in when you get it down yeah. to the red zone. Well, and then we got to talk just a little bit. We're about ready for a second half action with the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, it wasn't pretty against the Chargers. The Forward down the field. The Chargers pretty much, they played a Lions type of finish, didn't they? <laughs> they really did. They looked like the Lions. They really did. And uh, how about the Lions, you know, late in the game, coming up with a big pass play to, yeah. to move the chains and really close out the game? I don't know. They look good the past two weeks, right, Ted? I'm still unbeaten. I'm still way off the bandwagon, <laughs> let me not tell me. you. Not me. I still got some Kool-Aid in the fridge. I might, I might have to get the Kool-Aid out if they can go on the road this week and win at Philly. That's not an easy task. Uh, warm welcome from the Philadelphia fans, as always. <laughs> And you were telling me, speaking of Philadelphia, that ah, sunny in Philadelphia is coming up this week. Yeah, Lions might need to be stopping off at Patty's Pub later on. I mean, we'll definitely be doing that on Wednesday night. Absolutely. Looking forward to that show coming back. That's yeah, one of the best sitcoms, if yeah. you want to call it a sitcom. It's, it's unique in its own yeah. way. One of my favorites, too. So, we'll look. Who, who, who's your favorite out of the gang? Out of the gang? Uh... I, th I think I like Sweet D. Sweet D, yeah. Well, Sweet D's awesome. Some of her comments. Her great impressions. Yeah. Her, her incredible acting skills. Yeah. Sweet D. Sweet D's solid. <laughs> but they're all pretty good. I like her twin brother. <laughs> yeah. Is he a serial killer? Well, we're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, that's one of Yeah, them. that's just twisted. I mean, you know, how they get away with that for, what, 12 seasons? I think they just... This season, they're going to knock off The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Oh, are they? It's the longest-running sitcom of all time. Uh, is that right? The longest-running non-animated one, so outside of the Simpsons and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, dead serious. Huh. Yep, a total not... time frame from when they started? Because, you know, they always have these big breaks. Yeah, because they stagger it, and they don't do, you know, 25 episodes right. or whatever they used to do back in the day with uh, the Nelson category. family. But as far as years, from when it started to... Uh, how long it's been on, yeah. Did not yep. realize that. Well, we'll have second half kickoff here with Goodrich leading it 21-6 to right after this. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit Hub Tire's. 
Bartman.com. Well, to be Corona kicking it off to Goodrich here with Bart Matthews. I'm Ted Fatale. Cavaliers will defend the goal to our right, which is the south end zone here. Over there by Louise Peacock Elementary. I remember when that school was a four-room four room school. Really? Yeah. When I was in uh, third grade, we had to go to uh, Elsa Meyer for a half a year while they were adding on to Louise huh. Peacock. Now, did the the middle school here, did that used to be the high school? Oh, yeah. That's where I, okay. that's where I went to high school. Okay, gotcha. Played basketball there. We had all our classes there. Uh-huh. It was a. It was definitely. If we had had a good basketball team, it would have been a home home court advantage. <laughs> we were we were adequate, but <laughs> could have used the center onside. Yeah. Oh, Cavaliers jump on the ball! You got an opportunity. Let's see onside kick to start the second half. Boy, a little too patient right there. Yeah. Once it got to the line, they should have been diving on it, and they. I don't think they got it. Oh my goodness! They had every opportunity yeah. to get that onside kick. Yeah, they were a little too patient with that one. It looked like it had went ten yards, it and, did. Uh, and they definitely could have could have pulled that one in. But I like the gutsy call coming out like that, yeah. needing a stop. Now it's going to be a little bit tougher giving away this kind of field position to the Martians. Way too tentative there on that yeah. attempt. I don't know what they were waiting for. You know, you do practice that. But you know, you almost got to right when you see it cross that line. Yeah. You got to keep diving at it. You know, like you said, they just kind of waited. Like they weren't sure. So it'll be uh, Goodrich with the ball, the 21-6 to lead, and in good field position near midfield at their own 49-yard line. Power eye. Bob- oh. Bobbled at the line of scrimmage. Rubio under center. Hasn't been there much. Recovers his own fumble, so loses a yard on the play. Boy, I'll tell you what, these lights here, they, they put all new LED lights in uh, here, and these babies are bright. Yeah, they are. Second down and 11. What are the LED lights last longer, too? Yeah, they do. And it, it's definitely a cost savings on energy, yeah. a big-time cost Isn't savings. It? It's like a payback after, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. Four year, four or five years payback. Both last right. that long, huh? Yeah. Here's a pitch back to Jacoby Brandon. I've tried, really, at my house to, to replace. Every time I replace a bulb, I go with an LED. That one uh, brought down by Ty Anderson and Scout Jones brought down the ball carrier, Jacoby Brandon. Got about five, so third down and five coming up here for the Goodrich Martians. They lead it 21-6. to six. We're early on here in the third quarter, 10.48 to go. Yeah, that version of the, uh, the power sweep that Brandon's been running all night long. Been pretty tough to yeah. stop. Tyson Davis lines out here on the near side of the field. Still back to the power eye. They'll hand it off again to Brandon around the right end. Gets a block by Davis. Gets the 40-yard line. Takes it down to about the 34-yard line where he has run out of bounds. And that'll move the chains. Hunter McCorkle there in on the tackle. And pretty much the uh, the mirror image of the play they ran right before that. But a bigger gain right there. About 15 yards for Brandon. I don't know if you remember the story uh, back a couple years ago, at least, maybe more than that, 
was we had a run of timeout. I'll finish my story. Hunter McCorkle, he was uh, out in the field with his dad. Dad was hunting, and his dad fell out of a tree and broke his neck. His, uh, broke his neck or broke his back, uh -huh. but he was laying in the field, and they were out in the middle of nowhere, and Hunter had to go get some help, and he ended up going and getting help, and they finally got the EMTs out there and really saved his dad's life, uh -huh. you know, and... His dad is, you know, he was kind of crippled up for a while, but right. he got uh, got his strength back and learned how to walk again, and you know, it ended up being a happy story. But right. Hunter was a big part of that. Wow. Yeah. So we have a timeout on the field. Cavaliers call it. They want to regroup here while they uh, sort things out. Take a listen to this. The insurance business is like football. Jacobs Insurance has added Wolverine Mutual Insurance Company to their team. They were recently voted number one auto insurance company in Michigan for competitive premiums and excellent service by independent insurance agents. Jacobs Insurance, the only agency in Shiawassee County with Wolverine Mutual on their team. So if you're paying a lot for auto insurance, get a competitive quote today. Visit Jacobs Insurance on M21 by Home Depot or online at jacobsinsurance.com. Remember, Jacobs Insurance for competitive auto insurance. Here is the pitch. The running back trying to get around the left end. That looked like that was Juwan Vines that time and brought down by Steinecker over on that side of the field. And really only the second carry I think I've seen tonight from Juwan Vines. Yeah, no kidding. Also, and he was a workhorse last week against the Trojans. Jeremiah Davis also in on that tackle. So here it is, Goodrich with the ball, second down now and about four. Ball at the 26-yard line of Corona. Martians lead it, 21-6. Rubio under center. They got away from that uh, shotgun here now. Juwan Vine with the carry brought down by Matt Wise. Got a, sh a yard or so, or maybe even just to the line of scrimmage. So third down in about five coming up here for Goodrich. Well, as we mentioned, this is a key point of the game for Corona. If they want to stay in this game, they got to dig in defensively. A little change of strategy here for Goodrich, too, coming up under center, yeah. lining up in that power eye. Pull back to the right here. The pitch goes back this time to Juwan Vines. Running hard, puts the head down. Going to be, I think, a little bit short of the first down. Stays in bounds. McCorkle was there and on the tackle. Also helping out was... Jeremiah Davis and Ty Anderson. So fourth and a yard. You know Goodrich is going to go for Absolutely. it here. We're going to try and dig in. Corona's got to be careful, too, to not get drawn off sides. Especially if he's coming up under center, you can make a hard count. And defense wants to make sure they surge. Tyson Davis goes way out on the far left side. Tight end over here on this side. Again, the power eye in the backfield. Rubio takes a snap, hands it off to his up back. Looks like he's going to get enough for the first down to about the 20. That was uh, Jacoby Brandon getting just enough for the first down, brought down by Porter Zeman for the Cavaliers. 
So I'll move the chains. First and 10, ball at the 20-yard line of Corona. Seven minutes and 50 seconds to go here in the third. Tyson Davis goes way out on the far side. The Martians going left to right as we see it here. Just a gorgeous evening for high school football or anything outdoors. Here's Rubio back to throw. Looks over to Davis, wants to send him to the end zone. He throws a flag pattern. Davis dives. It was almost picked off by Corona. Looks like McCorkle dove at that ball. Rubio was trying to direct traffic. Yeah. Yeah, it took a little too long to throw that one right there. Yeah. He kind of telegraphed where he was throwing it to. So it looks like uh, it might be an equipment problem or something with Rubio. So it looks like they're bringing in Nolan Robb to take over at quarterback right now. We saw him last week. He's They don't lose much. Yeah, it took him a little while to warm up against Owasso besides that uh, that big pass in the, uh, towards the end of the first half. But, right. you know, when he started to warm up, he really heated up quick. Yeah, he is a senior, so he's he's seen some of this. Oh, he takes a snap, almost lost it, hands it off to Brandon around left end, and good job there by Steinecker yeah. on that far side to yeah, stay Steinecker home. wasn't having any of that. Perfect position football right there. Yeah. Big tackle there, a loss of a couple. Clock continues to run with 7.14 to go in the third. 21-6, Goodrich on top. Brings up third down and a dozen. See if they run Marco back in. Yep, <laughs> he's, he's on the sidelines talking to the coach. Yeah, he's coming back. <coughs> Again. Again. Well done to Jason Beldega and the staff over here putting on this big event tonight. And, you know, it all gets uh, finished up tomorrow at Owasso Country Club with a golf outing and a Hall of Fame ceremonial luncheon about 2 o'clock tomorrow. Here is Jacoby Brandon with the run around the right end brought down at the line. Flag on the play, but a great job by Corona stringing that along. Yeah, did a good job there. Looked like that was Matt Wise and Nick Steinecker again holding. Even again. with the holding. Nice, nice defense by Corona. Now, do you send them back farther or do you just make it fourth down and 12 where the ball's going to be at? Maybe it's going to be a little less than that. Yeah, I like third and forever a lot better. Okay. In high school football, that typically is what, uh, what gets done, especially at this side of the field. But I don't know. I've, I've seen this team. They're so dangerous. They get two cracks at it now. Yeah. You know, from the 36-yard line, they got to get uh, where down, uh, looks like about the 12-yard line. Yeah, I like it a lot better than fourth and 12 with this offense. Yeah. I really do. Okay. So third and long. Third. Don't make me look like Marty Morning. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Was he the one that, that took uh, or decided to kick off in overtime? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Brilliant. Who would ever do that? Marty. Two, three wideouts over here this way. Out of the shotgun. They throw one over the middle of the field. It's up. Tipped up in the air. Incomplete. Good job by the defensive backs. Boy, that hung in the air a long yeah. time, though. Yeah, and you see right there that uh, Jawan Vines had to sort of turn into a defensive back on that one. Yep. Tried to knock that one down. Looks like they might send their punt team out there right now and try to pin them deep. Either that or run a fake. It's uh, 
Fourth down and a long way to go. Fourth and 27 from the 36-yard line of Corona. Do you think they really punt it? Yeah. Okay. If I was them, I'd probably just go for it. Probably just as good as a punt, right? Right. Here's a snap back to the punter. He boots it up. Got it away cleanly, but it kind of shanked it. So it goes out of bounds at right around the right around the 20 yard line. Let's see where the referee. Yeah, maybe they're going to mark it the 17. So it'll be Corona with the ball. Their defense did their job. Let's see if the offense can do theirs. Appleby Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel fuel needs since 1975, and they are proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years of experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas. Excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. Steinecker lines up way out on the far side of the field. Corona going right to left. Norton takes the snap. He hands it off to Nick Yarmuth. Yarmuth gets maybe a couple of yards. Tucker Reichel was there along with defensive end Evan Williams. Next Friday night, we will be back over at Wilman Field. It will be Lake Fenton, the Blue Devils, taking on the Trojans, followed by our weekly three-point podcast. And we have a special one tonight with interviews with all the Hall of Famers. You're going to want to tune into that one if you haven't already downloaded it. Here is the pass, Norton. Finds his big end. I think that was Steinecker, and Steinecker fighting for first down yardage. Yeah, Finally, hard to throw into that kind of traffic, but when you, I guess when you got a 6-7 target, it's not really thrown into traffic, is it? Not really, but they threw that one down low, though. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've been impressed with Norton's delivery tonight. He's been throwing the ball well. Had a good week of practice, you can tell. So that'll move the chains. First and 10, Corona. They trail 21-6. 5.08 to go here in the third. Yarmuth shifts over to the right side of Norton. He'll put it in his midsection, and Yarmuth takes it up the middle. Again, Corona's showing patience with this offense. They're not getting panicky. They're not throwing the ball all over the place. They're going to their bread and butter. That's the most of the time trap plays to Yarmuth up the middle. Every once in a while, they'll run a slot sweep. And they have been mixing in the passing. I don't know how many times officially they've thrown the ball. Bart, you got that? You can take a quick look. Well, in the first half, uh, Norton was 6 of 10. Not right bad. now here, uh, he's throwing one pass this half. All right, 7 seven for 11. Here's a pass. Oh, oh, no. Oh, man. Did I jinx him? Picked off there. That was a wounded duck. Gabe Ashley has it. And did he fumble it, or are they going to say he's down? Ashley picked off the pass. They're going to say he was down, but it's going to be Goodrich's ball at the 44-yard line. And, you know... Like I said, I jinxed him. He was yeah. throwing the ball so well, and that was just a... Dunk. Well, I'm not sure who his target was, but it looked like he had gotten behind both uh, both Goodrich defenders and then slipped and uh, yeah. a little bit underthrown on top of that. Yeah, sometimes when you, when you see a guy break like that and you're trying to put a little extra underneath it, it just flutters out of your yeah. hand. That's what I happened. I think that's what happened to him, yeah. <laughs> I'd hate to see my throwing motion nowadays at... Uh, 60 plus years it wouldn't be pretty here's a counter play handed off that time to vines vines 
cuts up to about the 40-yard line where he is tripped up there. Looked like that was Porter Zeman in on the tackle along with Ty Anderson for the Cavaliers. Under four minutes to go here in our third quarter. Crowd sticking in here. Cavalier defense on the field a lot here on this warm September evening. September 20th already and really warm. Summer officially ends this weekend. Here is uh, Rubio. I did not fool handoff. anybody. He's brought down by Matt Wise, who stayed home and brought him down for about a two or three yard loss. You know, and it's like you were talking about in the first half, Ted. Just staying with your assignment, staying in your position right there, keeping them inside, staying home right there, and being able to track what happened with that ball. Yep. I see one of uh, Corona's finest driving down Kingsley Street past my parents' house. Uh-oh. Hopefully keep in control of things. Don't be throwing eggs or anything, you know. Third down in about six. Here is Rubio rolling to his right out of the shotgun. Cocks the arm, throws the pass out. Complete should be a first down right here on the Corona sideline. That was hauled in by Jacoby Branded. And some gutsy call. Just a lot of guts right there, right by uh, by Rubio. I don't know if you saw that or not, but Zeman just buried his shoulder right into him on so that play. So he took play. a shot. Huh? Yeah. Well, he gives him a good target there. With yeah. a six foot six frame, and he's thin to begin with. But yeah. He sure does throw the ball nice. Yeah, just guts right there to hold on to it that long and complete that for a big gain. Two and a half minutes to go here in our third quarter. Goodrich looking to add to their 21-6 lead. Corona's gamely played them. Of course, like you mentioned, between Goodrich and Lake Fenton, rivals in the GAC for many years, now playing out of the Flint Metro League Stars division. Here's Rubio keeping it himself, cuts up the middle of the field. Finally brought down by Nick Steinecker and also Matt Wise. Brings up second down now in about seven. You know, it's Hall of Fame night here at Corona. How, how many years were you at Owasso, Bart, man? A uh, year and a half, two, year, two, two years? Who yeah. Are, who were the standout athletes that you can remember back in those days? Can you remember any? You know, I... That was I, a I, part of your crew? Yeah, you know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> what year did you graduate? 85. 85. Yeah, I was just getting into broadcasting then. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember. I know they had some good basketball teams in that era with John Crusoe. Here is yeah, Crusoe and his brother were both really good basketball players. They were good baseball players, too. Yep. Roll out by Rubio around the right end. Yeah, we look forward, too, to down the road. You know, Lasso has already instituted a Hall of Fame, you know, and maybe doing a special three-point podcast with them and maybe some of the other schools, too. We had a lot of fun putting it together, but let me tell you, trying to coordinate schedules and recording times, a little challenging, but it, it all came together pretty well. Yeah, how many interviews did you put together all together? We had uh, eight interviews, including yeah. Jason Belding. Uh, plus, Jared, Matt, and I at the very beginning kind of reminisced about uh, our days watching, you know, our heroes here at Crony. You know, I, uh, I grew up right over there. I mean, right. I was right across the field here. So when I was a youngster, man, this was the spot to be on Friday nights. It didn't take too much to get here. Here's a pass over in the left flat. That was complete that time to Nolan Robb, the backup quarterback. Yeah, great running after the catch because he kind of was hung out to dry by Rubio on that one. And yeah. He was able to scoop that one 
out of the dirt and turn it the other direction for a nice little gain in a first down. Yeah, got that moved the chain. So they'll start the clock back up. A minute 15 to go here in the third quarter. They had big number 72 in the ball game. He goes over three bills, that's for sure. Nick McKinstry listed at 330. I'll tell you what, Corona has played this team tight. Yeah, they've given them a pretty good battle. Counter play coming back this way. It's Vines, breaks a couple tackles, running up the field. Steinecker trying to haul him down. He gets inside the five-yard line. Big carry up the middle. Scout Jones there. Yeah, as soon as they say they played them tight, he goes Vines right ripped ones off for 15 yards. Yeah, a little counter play action in the backfield, I'm sure. Trap block up front. Yeah, nice nice uh, fake to that jet sweep that Corona likes to run, too. Yeah. I don't know if Corona's had the athletes the last couple of years to really be successful like they have in the past on that sweep by the slot man. Here is Vines up the middle, takes it into the end zone. Three-yard dive by Vines, and that's going to make things real tough now for Corona. Check out the three-generational look at sports and pop culture by subscribing for free to Three Point Podcast. Ted the Sports Guy, Matt Burns of ESPN, and Jared Fittell of Fox 17 bring you their lively and interesting hot takes every week. Find the show along with Z92.5 game replays on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other podcast sites. Yeah, we'll have the condensed version of Three Point Podcast on Z92.5 tonight with the interviews, but you can hear the uh, unedited version if you download the pod site at Three Point Pod. The kick is up, and the kick is good by Riley Moore, and Goodrich leads it over Corona 28-6, to the third quarter winding down. Like any sports team, people make the difference, and that's why Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is number one with expert advice, problem-solving tips, and a friendly, helpful attitude. With quality American brand-name appliances like Whirlpool, Maytag, Frigidaire, and GE, plus Toshiba, LG, and many other television brands, you owe it to yourself to check out Gilbert's selection and low prices. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, downtown Owasso, is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, let's see with Corona when they get the ball back, what they can do here. Try to get some offense going. Really, the, you know, the second half, it was so key if they could have con- if they could have converted that onside kick to start the half. Yeah. It would have given them some momentum, got them fired up, but they instead... A little too much hesitation, yeah. yeah. And had to spend more time on the field defensively. Finally, ultimately, Goodrich scored again, leading at 28 to six. As we've mentioned over and over, I mean, this is a this is a good Goodrich team, and the Cavaliers are playing them pretty tight. You know, a few breaks here and there, they could be right in it. Here is the approach. High end over ender. McCorkle at the 5, brings it up to 10, to 15, 20. Got good speed at the 25, tripped up at about the 30-yard line. So good return by Hunter McCorkle. The Cavaliers will have the ball first and 10 right after this. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. On M21 in Owasso, invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. 
Young Chevrolet Cadillac, and Young Buick GMC are proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. So Corona with the football. First and ten. They have it at their own 30-yard line. Peyton Norton looking over that line of scrimmage. Takes a snap, looking downfield. Throws the ball down the sideline. It's up wobbling a little bit. little underthrown intended for Gabe Baumschen. Knocked away that time by Gabe Ashley. Ashley had a pick right before the first half ended. Had a shot at that one, too. Yeah, couldn't get turned around quick enough on that one for Ashley, but uh, a really well-defended play. If you're a Corona fan and uh, just out and about on this Friday night, there will be an informal gathering of the Hall of Famers tonight over at Rivals Tap House and Grill. If you get a chance, pop on over there. Maybe see some of these people you might know from 83, 55, 47, and some of the others. Here is Corona with the ball, the handoff to Nick Yarmuth. Brought down at the line of scrimmage. It looked like number 50 was there, Jacob McClard, the first one for the Martians. So that'll end the third quarter. So we got three in the books, 28 to 6. Goodrich leads it over Corona. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at farrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. For a limited time, step into one of Fast Eddie's 16 locations and purchase their unlimited monthly wash wash car membership. Yeah. Uh, and wash your vehicle. I want a wash car membership. <laughs> and wash your for the low price of $19.95. That's a heck of a deal. That is, yeah, that is a pretty good deal, isn't it? Fast Eddie's also offers oil changes at great affordable prices and preventable maintenance like transmission and coolant flushes, fuel filter, air filter, wiper blades, headlight replacement, and much more. See your local Fast Eddie's Car Wash and Oil Change Center for great fall savings. Their quality products and services. Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. So Corona with the ball, Peyton Norton with it, third down and nine. Hands it to Yarmouth, halfback option pass. Throws it up to Steinecker, he catches it at midfield. Wasn't the prettiest looking play, but it worked out pretty well. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit, I was watching something I had recorded quite a while ago on ESPN. Uh, you know how they do Super Bowl highlights and uh -huh. big championship game highlights? Well, they had the Ice Bowl. You probably heard of that. You weren't around when the Ice Bowl was. Like Cowboys and the Packers, right? Cowboys and Packers yeah. in 67, like 50 degrees below zero wind chill. But Dan Reeves did a halfback pass and almost won it for the Cowboys in that game. Here is Yarmouth. Nice trap play up the middle. Big yardage. See what a pass will do. It'll yeah. open it up a little bit. Opened up that middle. Finally, Yarmouth was brought down by Evan Williams. So second down and about four. Yeah, the interesting thing that they showed in that uh, that, that special was uh, Jerry Kramer, who was famous for the great block, Yeah, probably jumped the gun by just a half-split second. And he got into Jethro Pugh's midsection, but it was real obvious. Pugh always said that it should have been a false start, but... Uh, Kramer always denied it till about uh, 
10 years ago. If you watch the film, he just, he flinched just a little bit. Uh -huh. Definitely, I think, the greatest game ever played. A lot of people think the Colts and the Giants. Oh, back in 58? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, that was a game that made TV right there. It really was, because it went first overtime. Yeah. I think it was overtime, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I believe it was. The Unitas took them all the way down the field, and Alan Amici, the horse, knocked it in. That famous picture from the end zone looking at the line of scrimmage. What was his name? Uh, Art Donovan was on that team. That's right. You remember Art Donovan oh, when he course. was on Letterman? It, well, he also was pretty famous Miller Lite commercial yeah. back in the day. Yeah. That was a pretty good era of football, you know. I grew up really... I would say started watching the NFL right around 63, 64, you know, intently with my dad, you know, on Sundays. You only had limited games. You had a game on CBS, a game on NBC, and then, then you had your 4 o'clock game on one of the networks. And that's all you had. I'm not saying it was a better era, but uh, you always look forward to those good matchups. When you got those West Coast games, you got guys like John Brody against Roman Gabriel. So they brought the chains out front. It was just short of the first down, so it'll be third and about a half a yard here. They have it inside the 40-yard line of Goodrich at about the 39. 11 minutes to go here in the fourth. Norton takes it out of the shotgun, takes it upfield, has it across the 30. Nice play there. Got some good blocking up front. It looks like we had an injured Goodrich player, too. Jawan Vines maybe cramping up there. That's what it looks like as he's trying to stretch his leg out. Yeah. But Peyton Norton showed some good running ability there to take it up the middle. So first and ten, Corona. We had an injury timeout in the field as I believe it's a cramp on Vines. And while they tend to him, <laughs> take a listen to this. You always get the best at Beck's Trailer Superstore, the nation's largest trailer dealer. With over 1,500 trailers on 45 acres, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Whether you're looking for an open or enclosed trailer for work or play, you'll find the perfect trailer at Beck's. And then they have flexible financing options through several national and local lenders to offer the most competitive rates and payment from only $69 a month with approved credit. For the best selection of quality trailers at unbeatable prices, call 888-SAY-BEX or visit BexTrailerStore.com. My wife just sent me a text because she said, hey, way to get a shout-out to my Roman Gabriel because she had a crush on Roman <laughs> oh, Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you even know who he is? I have no idea. I know he played for the Rams. That's really all I know he, about him, He played him, right? for the Rams. He had kind of long hair, you know, at that era, and, you know, tall, dark hair. And I think he ended up going into movies a little bit. Okay. Never had a lot of success. But how can you beat that name, Roman Gabriel? That's a classic. That's definitely something out of central casting right there. Almost like Fair Hooker. That was actually a name of a guy, a wide receiver. Here's a pass downfield oh. to Nick Steinecker. A little bit of hand fighting down there with Davis. Yeah. The pass was really thrown how he had to throw it. It was up there, and the only person that was going to catch that was Steinecker. He went hide, and he had his hands on the ball, but just couldn't quite haul it in. It's 9 o'clock here, Castle Time, on this Friday night. You're listening to WJSZ, Ashley Owasso. You're home of high school sports here in mid-Michigan. No other spot you're going to want to turn it to, that's for sure. Davis and Steinecker matching up again on this play. Yeah. Yeah, Davis wasn't on him earlier. 
That's probably a good move by Coach Allward. Here's the handoff to oh. Nick Yarmuth up the middle on second and ten. Maybe a yard or so. Corona coached by Kyle Robinson. Done a nice job over here at Corona. Despite the, the last couple of years, the wins have been coming up a little short. But sometimes sometimes you can only do what you can do with the talent you have, you know? Yeah. And we've seen a lot of uh, blowouts, you know. But I, I, I've made comment before that it seems like there's more. But then you look back at these teams in the 40s and 50s, and they're blowing out teams 74 to nothing, 58 to oh, nothing. Well, they didn't have running clocks, though, right? No, that's true. That is true. Here's a pass up. It's intended for Yarmouth over here on the sideline. It's incomplete. Yeah, I know uh, my, my uh, nephew Jared's team. I think they beat, I think it was Duran. I think they beat them 72 to nothing. But, they, you know, they had the running clock, and I think they wanted to get that record, but they ran out of time. I'm pretty sure it was against Duran. Well, I'll tell you what, seen a lot of games over here. I, that used to be a dirt road over there, Kingsley, and I used to use a little wooden bat and smack stones over here. I was a knucklehead back then. <laughs> here is Norton with a pass over the middle, way off the mark, and it's picked off there by the defensive back. That was Luke Robinson with the pick. So he gets it at around the 11-yard line, so it'll be back to Goodrich. They lead it 28-6 with 10.06 to go in this one. Cadwalder Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem. Auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance, at 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle, wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. So back to Goodrich. It looks like they maybe have a few of their backups in the ball game. Let's see who's in at quarterback. I think it's Rob. Their backup QB, six foot three hundred eighty pound senior Nolan Rob, lined up out of the shotgun, two wideouts each way. Rob will keep it himself. Has some room around that right end. Has a twenty-five, the 30, 35, 40. He's at midfield down the far sideline. Hunter McCorkle finally knifes him down, all the way close to the forty-yard line of Corona. Rob showing some good wow. speed there. So that'll move the chains. We're under 10 minutes to go in this one. Next week, Ortonville Brandon travels to Goodrich to take on the Martians. Kyle comes over here to Nick and East Stadium to take on the Cavaliers. Hopefully you can get a chance to come on out and watch if you're a Cavalier fan. We'll be over at Wilman Field. It'll be Owasso and Lake Fenton. I'll tell you, one of our favorite spots over there for sure. Hopefully Devin Pringle can get his uh, Trojans Going in the right direction. Here's Rob again. Play action. Keeps it himself. Still on his feet. Down the far sideline. Crosses the 30-yard line inside the 20. Looks like he's going to be at about the 18-yard line before he's finally shoved out of bounds by Tucker Woodruff over there on that far side of the field. Coming in the ball game is Davis Mormon for Corona. 
So they definitely see something against Corona over on the side of the field. Rob with two carries right there, one for 48 and that one for 23. Pretty much the same exact play. Do you remember, did he run the ball much at last week's game against Owasso? A little bit. I didn't think he ran it much. Two wideouts on the far side, but he's putting up some numbers right now. Two wideouts this way, going right to left. 61 yards and two carries. Not bad. 71 yards, I'm sorry. He takes a shotgun snap, hands it off, and this time the Cavaliers read it well. Running back goes down for a loss. I think that might have been Powers, and he got stuffed. Porter's no, it wasn't Powers. 29. Yeah, 29 on the carry. That was Tucker Reichel. Tucker Reichel. Reichel. Reichel brought down by Porter Zeman. Or is it Reichel Tucker? No, it's Tucker Reichel. Tucker Reichel. So brings up second down and about 12. Ball at the 20-yard line of Corona. That's only. Just only Reichel's third carry of the game. Well, they'll send a wide out this way. That's uh, Jacoby Brandon. He was shaken up a while ago, but he's okay now. Robert, quarterback, out of the shotgun. Sends a man in motion right at us. That's Tyson Davis. He gets the carry. Cuts back against oh, the green. Geez. Oh, doctor, he's got some room. He's at wow. the 15, the 10, the 5. Back against the green. 20-yard touchdown run, Tyson Davis. Yeah, he did not like what was happening over here on the near side at all. Completely changed direction, and Corona couldn't keep up. That guy's got some speed, doesn't he? I'd say so. You could just see that opening up really easily. Yeah, he came to his left, stopped, darted to his right, and there was nothing there in front of him but green. A few of the crowd starting to shuffle out right now. They'll try the PAT. Riley Moore. Here's the snap. Oh, it's bobbled. Desici picks it up. Looking for somewhere to go. Darts past a couple men. Still wow. on his feet. Finally hit. Probably would have been wise just to throw it up to the end zone. He had big number 17 open, but he was running for his life. So the uh, the PAT muffed. 34 to 6. Goodrich, though, with the lead. There's nothing better than sitting in the bleachers on a cool Friday night watching your favorite teams battle it out on the gridiron. Aldermans and Lennon and Cub Cadet are another team that loves taking on the competition. Right now, Cub Cadet's complete line of Z-Force and Pro-Z zero-turn mowers are in stock and on sale. These hard-hitting Cub Cadet mowers have their competition on the run with great features and great prices. Aldermans on M13 and Lennon is a proud sponsor of high school sports Online at aldermans.com. Well, 8.39 to go in this one. Looks like Goodrich is going to improve to 3-0 and in the Flint Metro League. 3-1 and overall. Cavaliers still looking for their first win of the season. See what they can do next week against Clio. Big weekend plans, Bart? Not necessarily going to be hanging out at the deal zone tomorrow till about 4 and uh, got some friends from out of town. Might be hanging out with them for a little bit. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to plan on taking my dad over to that Hall of Fame uh, luncheon over at the Owasso Country Club and probably go over to my sister's afterwards. Well, we'll get together one way or the other because my uh, sister Mary and her daughter Jenny, they have her one-year-old with them, so I haven't seen her for quite a while, so... Hang out with the little one. 
You have two sisters? I do. I yep. don't know why. I always thought that uh, Jenny was your only sister. No, Jenny and Mary. Mary lives up in Harbor Springs. That's right. Yeah. Here's Hunter McCorkle at the goal line. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Hopefully they call it a touchback. Come on, Raph. Be kind. One yard. Oh, no. Oh, Gosh. man. His knee, his foot was in the end zone, but the ball never made it, and they're going to mark the ball down at the one-yard line. Ouch. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. So Corona with the ball, but they couldn't be any deeper than where they're at. They're at about the half-yard line, their own one-half-yard line. Well, here is Norton getting it a little breathing room. Nice little move there to get it to the six. That was pretty huge right there yeah. in itself. Yeah, great job of getting out of trouble like that. So, like I said, it gives them a little breathing room anyway. So it'll be second down and about five. Steinecker lines up here this way. Krona has it at their own. And I guess they put it down at the six-yard line. Norton out of the shotgun again. They'll hand it off to Yarmouth up the middle, and he gets to maybe the eight-yard line where he is tripped up there. Ah, Corona just not really getting a lot done here in the second half offensively. About 21 yards passing on uh, seven attempts with a couple of picks, mm. and uh, about 29, 29, 30, 30, uh, 30 yards rushing right now. I'll have to break out the calculator here and figure it out here yeah, in a minute. Yeah, no kidding. Well, here's a big run by Corona. That gets them a first down. Yarmouth again takes it across the 15-yard line. So they started at the half-yard line. Now they're moving it a little bit. They'll set the chains and start the clock back up with 6.54 to go. 34-6. to six. Goodrich leads it over Corona. 40 yards on the ground for the Cavs this half. Not too bad. Not too shabby, really. But it's just the passing when it's counted. They, they were counting on that in the first half. Right. Second half, haven't had a whole lot of success. That one was knocked out. Yeah, that one was hit. He was trying to find Steinecker, but yeah. uh, Norton got his arm hit just a little bit, or the ball was deflected one way or the other. It wobbled out incomplete. Does stop the clock with 6.36 to go. Hall of Fame night over here at Corona. Again, three-point podcast following the game tonight. We'll be interviewing the Hall of Famers. We'll have uh, Bill Strigo on from the 47 team. Phil Brooks will talk about the 55 team, the 83 state champions. Rich Moffat, Jerry Dutcher, we talk with him. Here is the handoff. Yarmouth up the gut, gets a couple. We also had a nice chat with Jamie Krasminski. And my good buddy, I haven't talked to him in a while, Stephen East, the eldest son of Nick and East, had some really interesting stuff, I thought, in our conversation. And then also Frank Corrin, the voice of the Cavaliers here at the press box for many, many years. And uh, and we also talked to the guy that really has got, got to give a lot of credit to for getting this thing rolling after Nicky Norris came up with the idea, the former athletic director, Jason Beldiga, ran with it. Here's Norton, fake pumps. 
Keeps it himself, tucks it under, takes it across the 25, close to the 26-yard line, where it's going to bring up fourth down and about three. Oh, fourth and about a yard. Well, you got to go for it here, yeah. right? I would say you go for it if you turn it over. Goodrich, I would hope, would keep it on the ground. Norton takes it. Quarterback sneak. Should have the first down. He does. So that'll move the chains. Good play by Norton. Coming up under center and just following his big center, Jacob Lloyd. And in that tackle uh, was Ryan Smith for the Martians. That great surge right there. Yeah. You know, for a, for a high school spread offense, I mean, they got a pretty big line. Yeah, they do. They're, they're upperclassmen mostly. Too. Yeah. Here's Steinecker, a little look in over the middle, incomplete. Just off his fingertips. Stops the clock with 5.15 to go. Goodrich leads it here, 34-6 to over Corona. Well, how many more days like this are we going to have? We'll tomorrow. Have a, we'll have a few. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be nice. 85 tomorrow. I know October sometimes has some pretty decent days. Yeah. But I kind of judge everything by when the pontoon comes out of the water, and that's mid-October every year. It's kind of fun when you're out there on the water and the leaves have changed a bit, you know. Here is a run. It's nicely done by Nick Yarmuth. Has first down yardage close to the 45-yard line. Finally brought down by number 56 that time, Austin Templeton. Also in on the tackle was Nolan Robb in there. So they set the chains, first and 10, Corona. They're looking to try and put some points on the board for a little pride here. You know, looking at Steinecker, you know, and he's six foot seven, and, you know, being recruited, but I think he needs, to, he needs to eat more and get in that weight room. He needs to put on a few pounds, I think. Here is a run by Yarmouth, breaks a tackle at the 40. He's at the 30, inside the 20, down to about the 15-yard line. Again, that was Rob with a touchdown-saving tackle, but Nick Yarmuth starting to put up some numbers. Yeah, he just somehow was able to squirt out of that line and turn that into a big 40-yard gain. So 4.39 to go. They'll set the chains. Brenna has a wide out way over here this way. Gabe yeah, 70 yards this, this, uh, this half for Yarmuth. Not bad. Here is uh, Norton looking to throw it. Now he tucks it under and takes it upfield, brought down by Matt Warren that time for the Goodrich Martians. So we're winding this one down here tonight. Like I said, Corona trying to get some points for pride here. Trying to build on something before their game next week against Clyde. We'll do this Cavalier team a couple more times this year against Owasso and Ovidelsi to finish the regular season. Here's a little swing pass out here, complete. Caught and brought inside the 15-yard line that time. Fisher Morris on the reception. Some nice blocking downfield from David Staple. Yeah. Morris was just finally shoved out of bounds. So, let's see, they put the ball down. Is it inside the 10? Yeah, it is at about the seven-yard line, first and goal. 
First and goal, Karana from the, we'll say the sixth. Takes it, keeps it himself, looks to take it up the middle, and uh, nothing doing there. Maybe gets to the five-yard line. Stacked up by the front wall. Huh? Clock moving with three minutes and 40 seconds to go. Second down, goal to go from the five. Norton out of the shotgun, has Yarmouth to his left. Norton looking to throw, looking over the middle, perfectly read by the defensive back there, diving in front, knocking it down with the right hand. That was Milo DeCicci. Good job by Milo. You don't think he's of Italian descent, do you? I got a feeling. <laughs> DeCicci. A little later in October, Bart, I'm going to be uh, checking out Jeff Daniels in To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. Looking forward on to that. On Broadway? Yeah. Wow. Here is Norton with it. From the five nice. into the end zone. Touchdown, Corona. And they get that pride TD there. Yeah, always good to see that right there. So with 3.11 to go, the band cranks it up with a fight song. Yeah, nice drive right there by Corona. Well, keep in mind, that started from their half yeah. line. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of a ill-advised uh, attempt at a return right there. Yeah, like you said, 99 and, 99 and a half. Hey, you know yeah. what? drive right there. We have an award for that, and it might yeah. be the losing side, but that's a hell of a drive. How, how do you not count that as your drive of the game? You got to. Yeah. It's one of the few times that we got got one that stands out. Yeah. Here's a kick attempt. It is up, and it is good. So Fisher Moore splits the uprights, and the Cavaliers get a touchdown in PAT 34-13. They trail it. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open weekdays 8 to 5 and Saturday 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. Well, we have three minutes and 11 seconds to go. Do the Cavaliers just play it out, or do you think they try another onside kick? I think kick? you go with an onside kick. You're down. Uh, I think so, too. Yeah, why not? Down three scores right here. This time it won't catch them by surprise, but... God, they had such a good chance at it. Both teams kind of froze once it went yeah. 10 yards. They tried an onside kick to start the second half. They were down 21-6. to six. So, Goodrich, back-to-back weeks on the castle. They probably want us to start following them. Yeah, they got the hands team out there. They see Rob right up front. Oh, yeah. They're expecting the onsider. Here it comes. They kick it deep instead. Pick your poison, I guess. Kick it back there. Number four with the return, Jacoby Brandon brings it up across the 30-yard line to about the 32. So, it'll be Goodrich with it. First and ten, leading it. 34-13 with 3.05 to go. It's the back-to-school special going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. 
Get a great deal on a 2019 Ford Edge. Just $179 a month for 24 months, and Signature will deliver right to your front door. Right now, a Ford F-150. I'm talking an XLT Super Crew, four-wheel drive, just $159 a month, 24 months for Ford returning lessees with Ford Red Carpet Lease. $39.89 due at signing, 10,500 miles per year. See us tomorrow at Signature Ford for all the details. So it'll be Rob in at quarterback. Looking over that line of scrimmage out of the shotgun now. He'll keep it himself. Goes, tries to get around the right end. Cuts it back inside. Tackle number 21 was there for Corona Blaine Doyle. And Rob had a lot of success running that play earlier in the game. Yeah. Right now, they just want to keep yeah. the clock going, stay healthy, and hop on the bus. Off to a good start here, 3-1, and one, you know. This is the last year that six wins automatically qualifies you for the playoffs, yeah. so they'll be halfway there with this win tonight. They look like a team that's a that's a playoff team, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rubio and Davis look like a uh, a combination that's going to take it take you pretty deep into the playoffs. Yeah. Actually, if they stay healthy, you know, they could they could definitely be a tough team to contend with. Here is the handoff. The running back stacked up at the line of scrimmage. That looked like that. Well, I couldn't quite get the number. I thought it was thought it was 23, but they don't have a 23. Do they? Oh, my mistake. Joey Powers on the carry. I was looking at the wrong team, Charlie. Powers. <laughs> my first mistake of the night. <laughs> That's pretty good. You can get all the way down to minute and 45, no mistakes, error-free. Not bad, huh? You're doing good, Ted. That's why you're on the Wall of Fame. I guess so. Well, you're, you made it, too. I did make it onto the Wall of Fame. I was surprised. You must be tickled because you, you made the big picture, too. I did. Here is Rob keeping it. Comes around the left end. We're going to get a penalty flag. Might be a holding against Goodrich here would be my guess. Well, here's the big question in the NFL, Bar. Which team finish per, finishes perfect? The Patriots or the Dolphins? <laughs> Boy, the Dolphins look like they got a shot, don't they? Oh, my God, they look bad. I mean, I've seen some pretty bad Lions teams over the course of my lifetime, but this Dolphins team, they're not just bad, Ted. <laughs> they're sorry. They are. They are sorry. They're, they're, they're tanking for the Tua race, I think. I think so. Because they got rid of they got rid of some pretty decent players too, but man, that's a bad team. The funny thing is, you know, I had dumped my Kool Aid out after the first week, but there, there's teams that are hurting pretty bad right now with quarterbacks. I mean, Drew Brees is out, some yeah. of these others, you know, and some of these teams are struggling. I mean, geez, who knows? They can get a little streak going. I think the Lions are going to surprise some people this year, Ted. I, I hope you're right. I'd like to see it. Minute 24 to go. I'm a diehard Lions fan. I'm not sure why, but that's our team. They run the handoff this time to Powers again, trying to get around the right end. Stay in bounds, young man. Does the referee keep the clock going? Yeah, they keep it going. A minute 13 to go. Close to a first down. (laughs) 
They'll put the ball down at the 41-yard line of Goodrich, where it'll be fourth down. They do stop the clock, so he must have been out of bounds. So I'm seeing a lot of people tonight wearing, like, Hawaiian shirts and grass skirts and stuff, and it's not homecoming, right? No, but a lot of the... the, Student sections nowadays, every game has a different theme. Oh, they got a different theme for Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do it here. They do it a lot. So most schools, they do it. You know, they, huh. it's pretty cool to have that whole spirit thing. You know, and I think I think Channel 12 does a pretty nice job of the whole spirit thing, uh, raising, you know, food for uh, the, the, the pantries out there, you know, yeah. to help people that need it. Lord knows the people in Flint need it. Here's the punt. Take wow. a Martian roll, and it goes all the way down to about the 13-yard line where Corona will have it for one final attempt of a drive with a minute eight to go. William Graham, Tax and Accounting in Corona, has been servicing mid-Michigan since 1985. Professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, the self-employed, and partnerships. Conveniently located on Bacchus Street in Corona, a couple blocks from McCurdy Park. If you have questions, contact the experienced staff and schedule your free consultation. For more details on William Graham Tax and Accounting, stop by, give them a call, or find them online at grahamaccounting.biz. So, Corona with it. Let's see if they uh, maybe slip in McCorkle to get a little playing time at quarterback, and it looks like he is. Hunter, 5'10". He's listed at 5'10". He looks smaller than that, 140 pounds. They'll run the option play. McCorkle keeps it himself up the middle to about the uh, 17-yard line. Clock under a minute to go in this one. Don't forget, three-point podcast, a special Cavalier Hall of Fame edition following this ball game. Keep it right here at Z92.5 for the radio version of three-point podcast. We have a lot of fun with it. I was trying to line up somebody from the, the band Sticks. They got a big show coming up at uh, the Capitol Theater in uh, in Flint. Huh. And the timing of when I could record it just wasn't working out with what they had available. I tried by, Immediately I tried to get Tommy Shaw. But they is said, he still with? Yeah, he Dennis is. Dennis DeYoung's not, though, Dennis right? DeYoung's okay. not. They, they, they lined up an interview with uh, their bassist, but uh, timing-wise it just didn't work uh. out. I wouldn't mind seeing that show, to tell you the truth. Yeah. They had some pretty good music. You know, I saw Sticks over at uh, over at MSU, gosh, I don't even remember, 10, 15 years ago. You remember Cousin It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and him were uh, hosting a little thing down there, uh, Sticks and REO Speedwagon. Oh, nice. Well, we had, like, somebody won a, uh, a PT Cruiser or a Uh-oh, Chevy. we got a fight. Oh! Had a fight over there. One of the Cavaliers had his helmet ripped off. Yeah. We had a flag's flying. I think they were going to give a flag to both. The next Cavalier over there, who is that? Number Is that number two? Uh, he is. He is not he got happy. hit hard. you got to be careful, young man, because you get kicked out of a game. Porter Zeman he lost his helmet. you got to give him credit for one thing. He didn't have any, any fear at all going no. after the Goodrich no. guy. The bad thing nowadays, if you get ejected for fighting, you get kicked out the next game. Back when we played, you could get away with that and just have fun and talk about it later on. Right. <laughs> I, I was in a few of those skirmishes. Well, they didn't have record keeping back then, so they had a hard time keeping track, right? Right. <laughs> well, they threw both players out. Uh, the thing is, Zeman's a starter. You know, if it's the backups going at it, what number got kicked out for Goodrich? 
Did you see that, Charlie? Yeah, I know. Nah. I thought it was going to be a big-time fracas. Donnybrook? A Donnybrook. Could it have elevated to a Donnybrook? <laughs> Some of the fans are yelling, hey, he ripped the helmet off. Yeah, he did. They were both tied up going at it together. They had only 2.3 seconds to go in this game, too. 34-13 is the score. Referees just trying to get their paperwork in order because they know they have to write this one up. <laughs> Grab that red card. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we know Zeman was kicked out for Corona. We're not sure who it was for, uh, for Goodrich. It was a defensive back on that side of the field. So let's see if Hunter McCorkle tries one t one more attempt to run the ball or take it downfield. Well, they started the clock up, so they say, okay, that's it. So the final score, 34-13. to 13. Goodrich picks up the win, and we'll tell you all about it right after this final word from Sports Scene. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. 34-13, to 13, the final. Goodrich picks up the win. Corona scored first, a Peyton Norton to Fisher Morris connection from 30 yards out with roughly six minutes to go in the first quarter. The two-point try was no good, but the Cavaliers jumped out to their only lead of the evening, 6 nothing. Goodrich then came back with about three minutes to go in the first, a three-yard run by Jacoby Brandon, the PAT by Riley Moore. 7-6, the Martians took the lead, never looked back. Then they scored a couple of second-quarter touchdowns with about 10 minutes to go. Run by Jacoby Brandon, and then a nice play, a 58-yard touchdown pass for from quarterback Aiden Rubio to Tyson Davis. That was with 4.27 to go in the half. Both PATs good by Riley Moore. They led it 21-6 at the intermission. Corona tried an onside kick to start the second half and just missed getting it. And then Goodrich packed on a couple more touchdowns, one in the third. With about uh, two six or with 21.6 seconds to go, a three-yard dive by Juwan Vines. Then with 8:39 to go, a 20-yard run by Tyson Davis. And then uh, Peyton Morton put one in, started the drive from a half a yard from the half-yard line, and took it 99 and a half. And he capped it off with a five-yard run. The PAT by Fisher Morris made it 34-13. So. That's it on the scoring. How about statistically, statistically there, Bart? Well, Corona tried to make it a go in the second half. They had a couple of key stops, especially at the end of the first half and uh, at the beginning of the second coming off of that failed uh, onside kick. 111 yards on the ground in the second half, only 42 in the first. So uh, they were led by Nick Yarmouth, 40, uh, I'm sorry, 70 yards in the second half, uh, 20 in the first, so 90 yards. Uh, but in the air, when, you're, when they really needed it, uh, Peyton Norton, obviously the uh, the Martian defense keying on him, 
just a little bit as they're trying to play comeback. Uh, only 3 of 11 with two interceptions, 19 yards in the air in the second half. So that was kind of the story right there. Uh, when it comes to the Mar uh, to the Goodrich Martians, I mean, yeah, it's all about that first half. Uh, Rubio and uh, Tyson Davis, just what a combination. I mean, one of the best combinations I've seen in a couple of years. Yeah, they, they got some skill for sure. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, uh, Rubio in that first half, 8 of 12 for uh, 239 yards, something like that. Uh, 2 of 4 for 21 in the second half, but mostly mop-up kind of stuff right there. Uh, Davis, man, just, just an incredible all-around game. Uh, 203 yards in the first half, including a touchdown in the second half. 203? Uh, 203 yards receiving in the first Ooh. half, yeah. Well, you know, Rubio had 239, and almost all of that went to Davis. Yeah. Uh, Matt Warren had 11, ca uh, 11 yards, and uh, Vines had uh, 25. So, yeah. Davis, Tyson Davis in the second half uh, added a 20-yard uh, score. That was just an amazing little run. Plus uh, one catch for 15 yards. Going to give Tyson Davis definitely the player of the game. And very rarely do we give it out to a receiver. I mean, more often than not, it's going to be either a quarterback or a running back because a lot of times, you know, it's just so spread around to these receivers. But Davis, very impressive tonight. Uh, got to play a little bit more than he did against Owasso. And quality on defense, too. I mean, I was noticing that matchup with Steinecker for a lot of the game. And he did a good job of holding, uh, keeping Steinecker in check, which is kind of hard to do, especially considering that height mismatch that he was facing. So I'm going to give him your uh, player of the game, brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Ted. I mean, pretty obvious what the drive of the game is going to be. I mean, anytime you go not 99 yards, 99 and a half yards to uh, to score like that. I mean, you got to give Corona that one. Yeah, even drive on the losing the effort. Yeah, that's, that's I, a hell of a drive. Don't matter, man. That was an amazing drive right there. Of course, capped off by Peyton Norton with that five-yard run. Drive of the game brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso. Saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. Well, the final is in the books, 34 to 13. Don't forget, keep it right here. We'll have three-point podcasts with the special interviews with the Hall of Famers coming up right after this one. Next Friday night, we'll be over at Wilman Field. Lake Fenton taking on the Owasso Trojans. Hope you can join us at the stadium. And if you can't make it there, definitely keep it locked right here on your favorite radio station, Z92.5 The Castle. 34-13 the final. Goodrich picks up the win. With the final words, my partner, Bart Matthews. Well, thank you very much, Ted, and a big thanks going out to gorgeous George back in the studio, always keeping us on the air and doing a fantastic job, as always. But i got to tell you, my big thanks going out to Corona High School and uh, Jason Beldiga and the entire athletic department. When we walked into this room, that was like the coolest surprise I've ever seen. We've got our own suite up here in the press box now. So big thanks to them. They always take good care of us. And this was just the coolest thing I think I've ever seen. Also, big thanks going out to our sponsors. I'm talking about Alderman's and Lennon, Appleby, or I'm sorry, yeah, Appleby Oil and Propane, Allaby uh, and Brubaker Insurance, Bex Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center.
Jacobs Insurance, KP Auto Body, Mars Furniture and Mattress, Memorial Health Fair, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Signature Ford, Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. So for Gorgeous George in the studio and Ted Fatale in the booth, also big thanks to Charlie LeCure coming in here. Uh, spotting for us again, like Ted said, we got to put him in, on the budget. We got to have a spotter every game. Thanks for showing up, Charlie, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Bart Matthews saying, "Hey, have a great night." Your final score one more time: the Goodrich Martians 34, Corona Cavaliers 13. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak, with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10, 10, 10. Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. 2, 3, 2. Gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous knockout, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items, and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that, too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to a very special three-point podcast. It's the inaugural Corona High School Athletic Hall of Fame weekend, and we are excited to take a trip down memory lane with some of the great Cavalier legends. We are three sports guys from three different generations, all former Cavs. 
I'm Ted Fatel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. On the phone is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Jared Fatel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids. Our partners include Main Street Pizza with locations throughout mid-Michigan, the Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, and Card Service Michiana. Thanks also to our website network teammates, Sports Radio Detroit and our radio home, Z92.5 The Castle. If you like what you hear here, help us continue to grow and subscribe on Apple Podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcast hosting sites. You can also follow us, hit us up with your comments or questions on social media at 3 Point Pod. We're going to get it rolling right after these very important messages. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm-mm. Yep, pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. Advanced Elevator Company features top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators. An area business leader and longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. All right, guys, we got the Hall of Famers coming up here in just a minute, but let's get some memories of the great athletes, you know, back when we were growing up. And I'll start it off. You know, we, we're going to have Jerry Dutcher on the program, and I remember as a young kid watching Jerry Dutcher, thinking he was the greatest in the world. Of course, one of his, one of his teammates, Dave Harvey, was also an icon when I was a youngster growing up. How about you guys? It's funny you throw out Dave Harvey because he was he was one of my I had him as a teacher at Corona and then when I was going through playing football he was coaching JV and he was one of my favorite coaches and you know I know he was a longtime umpire I think he's still doing it and everything so yeah Dave Harvey he's he's a legend around Corona but I mean I remember I I have older siblings so I grew up I mean all through the 90s and then when I was in high school going to watch those mid 90s football teams that I know Ted you definitely remember like the 94 team oh yeah I remember going in 96 the team that went to uh, Atwood Stadium and they they did end up losing to Jackson Lumen Christie but as a kid I mean I was whatever 11 years old then it was so cool to go to that field in Flint and it was AstroTurf like the old school AstroTurf and that was cool. So, yeah, those mid-'90s football teams are some that really stick out to me. The one glaring omission from this Hall of Fame inductee class, D. Hornis. I mean, am I right, Ted? You've, I think you've said that he's actually the best player you've ever seen play at Corona. Well, I will say this. He, he was probably the best running back. He, he was the, the prototypical hit-and-spin guy, you know. He would get to that line and then spin, and that's virtually unstoppable. I know his team, for sure, 
will be uh, honored as Hall of Famers down the road. Pete was one of the best for sure, and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of uh, history in Toronto football without a doubt for individuals. Pete's right up there. Yeah, one one also that sticks out to me too, speaking of individuals for uh, Toronto football, is Jimmy Skodak. You know, he went on to have a really good career at Ferris State. Even got invited to some NFL combines and played in like some arena league football leagues and stuff like that professionally. But I remember I was coming up into high school when he was playing and I mean I was I was friends I grew up with his brothers and everything you know I knew him pretty well but he was someone that was almost like uh, must watch TV type of thing when he was playing football you know when I was a little older this guy was a couple years younger than me Steven Neese but he went on and played for the Central Michigan Chippewas actually earned a starting berth in the in the secondary and was an outstanding college player in the MAC for CMU and, you know, he had his start there playing for his dad. The thing that's important to note, though, is that the Hall of Fame has not decided on accomplishments outside of Corona High School. Correct. I mean, that's just something you got to keep in the, in the that's something you got to remember because you are a voter, correct? That's right. And then some of the other guidelines, you've you got to be out of school for five years. But, I mean, I, I'll tell you one thing. I, I'm sure it was very difficult to decide the first group. Yeah, another one just quick that I think about when we have these Hall of Fame discussions are some of those mid-'90s baseball teams. I grew up going to watch all those guys, Brian Osborne, Mike Jackson, and I remember Gary Zigo just watching him just mash balls. I mean, to let the roofs on the houses in left field or under the track in right field. So, so yeah, Coach Bohack and some of those mid-'90s baseball teams, I think, should be getting some consideration. And then also the, the wrestling program. I mean, I mean, Dave Robertson, before he retired, he was one of the best coaches in the whole state of Michigan. He turned that wrestling program into one of the best programs in, in the whole state. So I would think that uh, Dave Robertson should probably be getting some, some discussion at some point, too. There's going to be some other well-deserved honorees coming up as the years go by. But what can you say about about Corona finally coming up with the Athletic Hall of Fame? I, mean, I know there's a lot of high schools out there that have done it. Uh, we'll be talking with Jason Beldiga. He's going to say what he looked at as far as some of the other Hall of Fames out there. I think it's a really neat thing. I mean, I think it's definitely cool. And we, We've talked about high school football a lot on this podcast. And, you know, the, the storied history, I guess, of all of Corona sports, it's just cool to, you know, the community aspect of what Corona means, you know, kind of a smaller community People remember this, you know, people will come back home and have the banquet, the golf scramble and stuff like that. It's just a cool event. It keeps everyone connected. Absolutely. You know, we never did get Jared's answer. As a youngster, Jared, who did you who did you follow? You looked up to your brothers, or is there some other athletes that maybe you were looking at? Yeah, pretty much my brothers. I mean, when I was growing up, kind of like what it's like watching Michigan right now, it, it was pretty much the dog days of Corona Athletics. I mean, there was one in 19 basketball season. The football team, I don't think, made it to the – playoffs had like a playoff drought until like 2013 or so there wasn't a whole lot of guys that i looked to you know it basically was just watching my brothers mm-hmm. like you said ted they had to go through a lot of teams and players and stuff like that but the 83 basketball team has to be like the biggest no-brainer to make the the first class of the hall of fame but so he, he's a part of it but your dad jared you know as a as a player but then i was on his his basketball team in 02 and 03 who went to the semifinals so as a player and then a coach, you would have to think that he might be in consideration at some point, right? I would think so. Great coach, great player, and I don't know if you can lobby for your dad or for your brother. <laughs> Probably I mean, not. I, <laughs> I, would just, I just want to know, Jared, how many times do you make you watch that 83 state championship game? He doesn't like watching that because if you remember that the first half, I don't know who like the star player Freddie was. Marshall. But he like he went off for like 30, and my dad was guarding him. <laughs> I really actually rarely watch it, and whenever we do – it just, he's kind of like, I don't want to say embarrassed because he 
because obviously it's like he was a really good player and stuff like that. But yeah, he's pretty much he's pretty much kind of embarrassed when he watched that first half. Well, I'll throw the first half out because he played solid in the second half, hit some some clutch free throws. So uh, they did win the state championship. But we're going to be talking with his teammate Rich Moffitt. It's going to be a fun show, everybody. Keep it locked right here, and uh, we're going to get it off and rolling right after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings, gooey cheese, and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak, with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10! 10! 10! Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. 2, 3, 2. Gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous stock Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. The CoronaConnection.com knows it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that is Corona at CoronaConnection.com. And speaking of Corona... All parents want to do what's best for their child, right? Well, look no further than the Corona Public Schools, where nearly 40% of the entire student population are school of choice students. Rated the top high school in Shiawassee County by U.S. News & World Report, young or old, it's great to be gold. This year's Cavalier contributor in the Hall of Fame is Frank Korn, the voice of the Cavaliers. Korn spent 50 years as the football announcer at the press box for varsity football games, 30-plus years as a basketball announcer, and a long, long-time FFA advisor at Corona High School, and also a standout athlete in his younger days himself up at Chesanine. Frank Korn, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. How does it feel? Well... Very, very good. A little bit surprising how a Chesney Indian <laughs> in the former years gets to be in the Hall of Fame at the Corona High School Cavaliers. Well, I'll tell you what, well-deserved. And, you know, I grew up right across the street from the stadium, so I can't tell you how many times I've heard your booming voice when I was a young boy, you know, in the bedroom trying to keep up to date on what was going on with Cavalier football. But uh, I guess I've got a question I'll start out with and see if these boys have some questions for you. But uh, how, how did you make your way into the press box for the first time, and then you stuck it out for 50 years? Well, it started back in 1964 when I got a job over in Millington, and the first year I was there, the coach came to me and asked me, because of what he thought was my speaking ability, if I would announce football games for the Millington Cardinals. So I did that for three years, and then I switched jobs and came over to Corona to take over the agriculture program. And knowing Nick and Nice for many, many years, he came to me and asked me if I would uh, announce the Cavalier ball games. So I said, yeah, I'll give it a try. 
never thought I'd last 50 years, but one thing led to another, and pretty soon 50 years was up. So you were you were the announcer for 50 years. In all those years, like what was the best game you ever saw? Probably the best one I saw because of my background was Chronic Cavaliers against the Chesanine Indians. That was a very, very tough ball game. Both sides had good athletes, a lot of hard hitting. Luckily, the Cavaliers ended up being on the, the winning side, but it was a very, very well played by all the young men out there on that field. About what era was that, Frank? Well, I can't even remember that. Uh, just... All I know is Doc Forsythe never got to watch the ball game. He was he was a doctor in Chesapeake, and there was a few injuries on the field. One of our fans had a heart attack, and they got him over there, and it seems like Doc Forsythe, I, over the mic, I was calling Doc Forsythe all the time to attend to that. But it probably was back in the late 80s. Yep, I think you're right. I remember that. Wasn't it Buddy Stroud? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was a scary night at the Nick. And, of course, one night I remember is when uh, Corona was taking on St. John's down 28 to nothing in the third quarter, and all of a sudden the lights went out. I don't know if that was intentional or what, but Corona came back and won that game. You remember that one? I do. It's now, when the lights went out and it came back on, it turned the whole ball game around. It was unbelievable how the Cavaliers played in that fourth quarter. Frank, this is Matt. I graduated in 2003, so I, I have older siblings. I grew up going to Corona games all through the 90s my whole life, and then I played in the early 2000s. So I definitely remember you, as Ted said, being the voice of the Cavaliers. So it's really cool to get a chance to talk to you. But I'm just curious. You started out at Millington, and you know you spent the rest of your career at Corona. How special was Corona, the community, to be a part of for that long and still be a part of it? Well, I moved my family here in 66. That's when I came over here to Corona. And we knew some people here, but we made some very close friends very quickly. And Corona has been a wonderful place for my wife and I to have our family grow up, take part in school, uh, take part in athletics, be involved in the community. Uh, I w was very much involved in the fair also, along with the uh, FFA and A program. It's just been a, a, a real pleasant community to grow up in and, and raise our families in. And the school, to me, our school, our kids all got a very good education. There was discipline all the way through when our kids were in school. And not that there isn't now, but there it still is. It was just a, a well-run school and a well-run community, and we made a lot of great friends here. All right, well, Frank, uh, just one final one from me. Recapping it one more time, you know, you, you joked about it a little bit, being a Chesanine guy, being inducted in the Corona Hall of Fame, Corona Athletics Hall of Fame as a special contributor, but uh, what's this mean to you? Well, it means an awful lot. Uh, you want to be humble, but at the same time, you enjoy recognition and to be in the first one is really surprising because i know there was sorted through a lot of names out there of people in this community and and sports has always been a, a big part and there's been a lot of team players uh that support athletics here at corona uh, the corona athletic club and the all the people who volunteer to, to uh, run the chain gangs, run the timing uh, clocks at track meets, and it doesn't matter where you're at. There's just been a, a real community support of that, and to be the first one uh, is a real honor.
Well, it's well-deserved, Frank. I mean, you know, longevity has a little bit to do with it, but you obviously had the golden voice, and, uh, man, generations of Cavaliers will never forget uh, those Friday nights under the lights hearing you call out names, man. Congratulations again, and we'll catch up with you at the ceremony. All righty. Thank you. Good talking to you. You too, Frank. Well, if anybody in Corona was thinking about having an inaugural team make the Hall of Fame. You had to start with the 1983 state champion boys basketball team. Coached by Frank Davis, assisted by Charlie Carr, they led the team to a 23-4 and overall record in the MHSAA Class B state championship. The team also captured district and regional championships and beat uh, nine Class A schools throughout the season and almost lost a heartbreaker. I'll bring that up right away for Rich against Duran in the opener of the district. <laughs> Rich Moffitt on the line. Rich, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing outstanding. Well, first of all, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. It's a great honor for your class, and uh, it must have been really cool being a part of that team and still being able to relive it all these years later. It is cool. It's uh, you know, it's amazing how many people. I mean, guys, been a bazillion years ago, right? Uh, it's amazing how many people that come up to me still today and kind of bring up that year, so yeah, it was a great, great time. Just recently, actually, I happened to watch the 1980 doc, about the 1980 Corona basketball team, a documentary about them, where they mentioned scrimmaging the 83 team in practice one day. Do you remember that scrimmage at all? I do. I just remember, uh, I mean, obviously, Phil, Phil and Jeff Rowley, I mean, both good friends, uh, were very, very talented, but I remember... Uh, you know, I think they kind of thought they were going to blow us out, and we kind of, you know, played with them for quite a little bit. So kind of a prelude to, what, to what's going to come in the future for us. Well, of course, that 83 Cavalier basketball team, really legendary uh, in this area, winning the state championship, a state championship nobody ever thought would have happened, maybe other than you guys. When, I know I've heard some of the stories from, obviously, my brother John, and I was I followed your team very, very closely back in the day. But recap a little bit when you guys thought, you know what, we might just be a state championship team. Well, we thought, I mean, all along since we were little that we were, you know, we were destined to do that. And I think all of us probably have a story somewhat. You know, you look go back to our junior year. We made it to the regional finals. And, you know, had we not played so poorly in the regional finals, we thought we had a chance to go that year, um, losing to Mount Pleasant. And so, you know, going into our senior year, I think uh, – I think we had a lot of confidence going in, and I think expectations, at least in Shawasi County, were pretty high. What was it like when you guys did win the championship? Like, what was the parade like when you came home, and what did you do? Do you remember what you did after the game that night? You know, I was just, uh, I don't remember, to be honest with you. I'm an old guy, man, 55 years old. I remember what your dad was doing that night. He was dancing on the tables at Riverbend. Yeah, I mean, I just, <laughs> I remember, you know, coming back, uh, the parade, was unbelievable. Just the, the number of people just blew us away. I remember uh, our bus supposedly breaking down because we were going to arrive uh, too fast to Corona because the parade was set at some certain time. But, uh, you know, it was a great time. You know, I think a lot of the values that I learned back from my, you know, my times at Corona obviously formed uh, my foundation for my coaching career. Rich, this is Matt here. I graduated in 2003 from Corona. I was on the basketball team, coached by John, Jared's dad, your teammate on the state championship team when we made it to the semifinals. And one thing that sticks out to me that I remember is the community support through our whole run through the playoffs. And, I mean, you guys won the state championship, so it's even 
magnified even more. So just talk about how, how awesome was it to be a part of the Corona community and see that support from everyone. Well, it's huge. I think, you know, one thing that my dad always commented, you know, my dad followed me me up here at Grayling is that, you know, we had great support. And, God, uh, I think you look at our, talk about support at Corona, we would go away to various places, and we would have more fans there than the home team, uh, which is probably similar to what we had up north at, during my time up here at Grayling. And so, I mean, just uh, the support is incredible. I mean, people are passionate. People are still passionate about athletics there, and, uh, I mean, it's the way it should be, right? Absolutely. How about your uh, back when you were playing? You know, Frank Davis obviously was the head coach, you know, and, and Charlie Carr, his right-hand man. What what did they mean to you guys as youngsters? I know you were a rambunctious bunch. You were confident. But, but what did Coach Davis and Coach Carr bring to the table? You know, I think toughness. Um, you go back to, you know, what they were about, and there's no doubt it was about toughness. And I think, you know, one thing that – Stood out, I think, about our team versus other teams, just the word grit. We had a bunch of guys who were super-duper confident in their abilities. We're a pretty gritty and pretty resilient group. I mean, you look back, you, know, you mentioned, you know, our first game of districts being fortunate. Um, a lot of teams would have been frustrated at that point. You know, we kind of bounced back. First game of regionals, you know, we had a tough one there. So we were a pretty resilient group and a pretty tough group. How do you think your team would maybe fare against some of the teams of today, you know, like today's generation of basketball? <laughs> you know, I, well, I think the game's changed. I think with the three-ball shooting, um, I think the, the way the rules were at that time, it was ideal for us. I think the physicality was ideal for us. Um, definitely gave us a huge advantage there. Um, I mean, you look at our inside guys. I mean, I feel sorry for any guy that went up against Z and Webb because those guys beat the crap out of people. <laughs> And so I think during the times, I think our team was built for, you know, during that era, it was built just perfect. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the bad boys of the same era. You know, it was that kind of basketball being played, right? Physical. Exactly. I got one final question and then see if these guys have one final one for you. But uh, you go back to that state championship game, okay, against Oak Park. I know you've reviewed it. You, you lived it, you know. Freddie Marshall's on fire in the first half. What can you tell us about uh, – if you remember what was said at halftime and, and, you know, what really turned the tide in that game back to your favor? Well, I just remember, I mean, obviously they were, they played a really good half and they're pretty talented. You just remember, I mean, we were confident. I mean, Coach was pretty confident and I think all of us were extremely confident, you know, at halftime, which maybe we shouldn't have been, but God, we were. And uh, I think we came out in that third quarter and I think defensively, I thought we kind of beat them up a little bit. Um, I thought our physicality kind of took over the game, and there weren't any easy baskets to be had there. I thought that was huge. Mm -hmm. Well, your accomplishment uh, continues on in lore of Corona Sports. Hall of Famers officially in the inaugural class. Rich, again, thanks for taking the time out, talking about your team a little bit, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. All right, guys. Hey, take care. Next up, Jamie Krzminski, a 2000 graduate of CHS and a long list of athletic achievements in high school. She was a three-time state champion in the 1600 meter, a two-time state champ in the 3200, and a member of state championships, four by 800 relay teams. As a collegiate athlete at MSU, she was a two-time first-team All-Big Ten honoree in cross-country, finished as high as 51st in the nation. The list goes on and on, and, you know, Currently, you work for Nike, right, Jamie? 
Yes, that's correct. That's kind of a nice segue from somebody that's a standout on the track and cross country. Boy, it must be kind of sweet working out there in Oregon for Nike. No, it is. It's a perfect marriage of being able to still, you know, go out and run um, at lunchtime or after work and still get to actually, you know, run in, you know, training shoes and, you know, just get to still live that passion for sport um, in a different way, but also still enjoying running and number of other sports too. Well, you're part of this first class of honorees in the Hall of Fame, and your achievements speak for their for their themselves. But uh, you're the lone uh, the lone individual athlete, and you know, tell us a little bit about your mindset, just training yourself, basically. Yeah, I mean, I guess you say by yourself, but in in theory, yes. But I think there was always, you know, the guys were training right along with us. I think also just having that support group there that you're all going through these tough workouts, these long training runs, and just having everyone, even if they're not at the same pace as you, everyone's out there um, just trying to do their best. And I think that that's what helps fuel me as as well as uh, also just trying to be your best and trying to, you know, get better every day and see how far you can really push. Um, I think like everyone, I had my days where I certainly didn't want to train, and and we all go through those ups and downs. Um, but by and large, it was, you know, an amazing time, and I'm so thankful for, you know, all those years of being able to actually, you know, train with those people and having that gift of uh, being with them every day. I'm under the impression that when you first came into Corona High School as a freshman that you had no intention of running. What was it that changed your mind? Yeah, that's actually a very interesting question. So... Yeah, I actually hated running, to be honest with you. I, in eighth grade, I remember running a race, and it was a 1,600-meter, and I, I had been running behind one of the guys on our team to try and just beat the record, and I ran so hard that I felt sick afterwards. And I was like, why would I ever want to – I don't want to do this. I'm only going to hide yeah. So that's kind of – I never really thought I would run. And I think what really changed that was – um, my freshman year in track, I was still planning to just high jump, and Mr. Aldrich was the distance coach, and he had just moved into the um, into the town that year. And I decided, oh, I'll try. You know, I I think, oh, maybe I'll try running 800. But I think it was the atmosphere, his positivity, and and I really did start to enjoy it. Just seeing how. Um, how fast I could run and just being with people who were going through the same, like training as well, it was a fun environment. And so over time, yeah, I really began to enjoy the sport and just wanted to do it every day regardless of, you know, whether I wanted to do it year-round as opposed to um, just during those seasons. Jamie, you, you brought up uh, Mr. Aldrich, and I, I remember him as one of my favorite teachers at Corona. He had the golden rule, you know, every day is a great day and all of those things. And he just, yeah, he, he, you're right. He was always a positive guy. I remember those late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, legendary Corona cross-country and track teams. Can you talk about what Coach Aldrich meant to you and what he taught you that you carried through your collegiate career? Yeah, I mean, uh, gosh, where do you even start? I think... First of all, he, you know, you already hit on the fact that he's so positive. And I think the, I don't know how he did it, to be honest with you, but I think the environment that he gave with all of us just to see what the sport could do for you. And, and it taught me so many things um, along the way. When you think back to life lessons, you don't realize it in the moment, but 
everything from persistence to getting out there consistency every day to dealing with setbacks, which is definitely a part of, you know, the journey. Like we all have times when we're injured and we can't run. And, and I think being able to mentally, that's more of a mental battle than anything. Just trying to, you know, say, hey, I know I've got to miss a couple of weeks and I know I have a big meet coming up, but how am I going to deal with that? And so I think over time you learn so many things that the sport teaches you, even that apply in the workforce, that apply in your life every day. Um, and I'm so thankful, as fate would have it or what, whatever you would call it, that Mr. Aldrich ended up moving to the town and, and helping me see, you know, the ta- A, the talent I had, and then just being able to be immersed with those people every day to train and just have fun and enjoy it. Well, you know, you, you, you talk about the mentoring by Coach Aldrich and, uh, you know, the, the team atmosphere being challenged by the different runners, both the boys and the girls. But uh, at what point did you realize you know, you might be able to move on and do this collegiately and even beyond that? Oh, uh, yeah. I would say probably about the time I was my sophomore year and I I wanted to start training year-round, so it was around the wintertime. And I think it was after my sophomore year of running the state track meet that I really thought, man, I, I think I could really do this. And I, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. And I really wanted to give it a shot. So after that, I decided to just train year-round and run cross-country um, and track. Well, Jamie, i got to say, it's been a pleasure talking with you. We appreciate you taking time out. And, again, congratulations on the induction into the Corona Cavalier Athletic Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Oh, thank you guys very much. Honestly, I'm incredibly humbled by the experience and, and just very honored, very honored and you know, for the, you know, award and being inducted into the Hall of Fame and looking forward to, um, you know, being able to be with everyone next week. Outstanding. We'll see you there. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm-mm. Yep, pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast and also the host of a big Hall of Fame party after the Goodrich Corona football game. And also, every Thursday night is bike night at Rivals with specials all evening long. And don't forget, the first of the month party, five-buck burger and chicken baskets and dollar bottled beer. Awesome food and drink. Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. 
Go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for information on upcoming auctions. The auction house is packed with all kinds of great items, and stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com. Also, sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details. The 1955 state champion football team, a part of the Hall of Fame, their head coach was Charlie Alexander, and the 55 team was crowned Class C state champions by several media outlets with a 9-0 record. The team won the Central C Conference, outscoring their opponents 357 to 13 with seven shutouts. And get this, including the last three games of the season, the team won 57 to zip. 56 to nothing, and 55 to zero. We got a man that was a standout in those Corona days, played on some of those great teams, and then went on to a Hall of Fame coaching career at Alma College. Phil Brooks. Phil, welcome to this special Hall of Fame podcast. And, uh, you know, we want to get a few of your memories from that great era of Corona football. Thank you, Ted. I have many, many memories of those young men uh, who used to be uh, many, many friends for years and years as we grew through the elementary school, middle school, and up to high school. And unfortunately, I was a year behind that group, but all of them basically were good friends all the way through high school. Well, I know the 55 team specifically, you know, and that's who's being honored with uh, this inaugural Hall of Fame, uh, you know, honor for Corona. Name some of the players. I know they had some all-state selections and some studs on that team. Well, in 1954, we were undefeated, and one of the main reasons for that was the junior offensive line. That group was absolutely outstanding. Uh, Al Walker was a, was a tight end, and Al went on uh, as a punter and played at uh, Central Michigan. And Neil Reevely, the right tackle, uh, Neil uh, was uh, uh, probably about 6'6", six, six, maybe a little over 200-some pounds, but he went on and played for the Air Force Academy. And uh, Bruce Schnipp, who has passed away, uh, was a real good friend of mine, was the right guard. Bruce was up around 210, 215. And uh, the left guard, uh, I think on 55, was Vic Nichols. Left tackle, I believe, was Bob Wright. And I think uh, Dave Finnerty played a, a role in that. And uh, I believe the left end was uh, Jim Snyder. That group just was outstanding as a group of junior kids. And I was the main ball carrier in 54, and Dwayne Taylor and Harvey Dutcher uh, carried the load in 55. And uh, I was injured as a freshman at Albion College and had to give up football. I was knocked out for a couple of days with a fractured skull and a concussion. And uh, lo and behold, uh, I helped recruit Harvey Dutcher to Albion. And the following year, one of my former teammates and friends, I was coaching at Albion College as a fullback. Uh, uh, Harvey came in and played played a few ball games at, at Albion. You know, last question I have for you, Phil, is we really appreciate you taking out time, and this is a special uh, evening for us to get together with all the Hall of Famers. But, you know, being a Corona kid, you know, growing up in that era of the 50s, uh, what stands out most to you and, and what would you pinpoint maybe what you learned at Corona as you went on to a very successful Hall of Fame coaching career in your own right up at Alma College? I just think the tradition was brought back in Corona and Corona football. You know, in the 40s they had 
I grew up as a eight, nine, ten year old watching the Gordy Sears and the Strigos and you know, you know the the great athletes at that time, Bowman and so on. And uh, I always emulated and practiced like I was one of those guys. And I think our whole little group did. And I think the 50s group, starting with 53, I think brought back that tradition that was there, that it was a community spirit that was just unending. I mean, it was... It was people that were continually the same group year after year after year, walking up down the sidelines, following the ball, cheering, screaming out, you know, sometimes at the officials. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a, a collection of avid fans, supporters, and they would do anything for those kids in order to help them become successful. And part of the era that I went through is that we ended up being able to play on the new high school field, you know, and that was a real thrill rather than playing back down at the old McCurdy Park field in the outfield of the baseball diamond. So I think that's the one thing I remember are the people in the community that gave such support over a long, long, long period of time, and I could name many, many people that I remember, just people in the concession stand and people on the sidelines or people holding the the uh, the, the yardsticks uh, and all the different uh, aspects of, of that. And I was fortunate to go back and coach at Corona after I graduated from, from Albion. And uh, I had an opportunity to be there for two years before I took the head job at Resurrection or Class B High School in Lansing. So I just feel like I had a lot of great training, and I remember talking to Red Walker one time. That's Cliff, who was Al's brother, and uh, Cliff was a part of the team, a younger player. And he said to me, he said, you know why you had such a good coaching career? And I said, why? What do you think, Red? He says, because you graduated from Corona High School, you know how to win. (laughs) And I think that summarizes it pretty well right there. Well, there you go. Uh, A real winner yourself, Phil Brooks. We really appreciate you taking the time out, you know, giving us your recollections of that uh, Hall of Fame 1955 team and that era in general. Thanks again. Best of health to you down the road, and and thanks for joining us here on Three Point Podcast and Z92.5 The Castle. Thank you much. The inaugural Corona Hall of Fame class includes one coach, but boy, he is a classic. Nick Anise. He also is a 1985 Michigan High School Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame inductee and a past athletic director at CHS. Coach Anise compiled a 91-32-3 record as the head football coach at CHS with a 7-10 win percentage between 52 and 76 overall as a coach at New Lothrop and Corona. Anise achieved 12 winning seasons as head football coach at Corona and was named the 1976 Michigan High School Coach of the Year. I have on the line his oldest son, Steve Anise, and of course Steve and I go way back. It's a couple years younger than me, but uh, we grew up in Corona in the 60s and uh, no, uh, obviously I knew his dad very well played for him. But Steve, first of all, welcome and, uh, you know, another great honor for your dad. Yeah, thanks, Ted. A well-deserved honor, as you well know, since you played for him also. One of the uh, most wonderful men that you could have coached, in my opinion. I was only uh, the only niece to, to play under him. 
and uh, it wasn't easy, but it was certainly memorable, and so, uh, I think that you would agree, a great experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, I, I'm always proud that I can say, you know, I played for Coach Nick and Nice. Now, to be honest, Coach and me didn't always see eye to eye, and mostly that came from a little long hair, and I had a girlfriend. But th <laughs> that didn't go so well. <laughs> I had the same problem. <laughs> but he did have respect for yeah. me, you know. Underneath the Friday Night Lights, he, he, he named me captain on the defense, you know. He knew I wasn't going to mess up, so it, it goes hand in hand, I guess. It was just a thrill. I, I got to tell you, it, it, some of the best memories I have is just running around the football field to practice, being the manager for, yeah, from the 60s up until I played. And uh, there was a lot of success associated with it. I think that... Uh, I got to, you know, I got to watch the interaction between all these older players who were, you know, who I looked up to, whether it was Jerry Dutcher or, hey, Ted Patel <laughs> or whoever it may have been, right? It just, uh, it was just an exciting time for me. And, I'm, and uh, it's uh, something that I, I think about often as I really want to bring that up. But as we get older, we start thinking about the past. And some of my best moments weren't just playing for him, was just hanging around watching him coach the kids older than I was. Well, you know, he was a he, he was a fun guy. You know, I mean, he was fair. Uh, he had uh, his coaching staff kind of was a yin yang compared to him. He was the boss, though. But uh, yeah, he he was just a fun guy to be around. And and you know, one of his most fun seasons that didn't quite end up the way we all felt it should have was the 76 season. You just missed out on that in your playing days, but uh, some of your recollections of, of what was going on in the Anise household, you know, when it came down the stretch, and, and you knew that that team was going to be good. Yeah, I graduated, uh, you know, the year before. We had a, a, a decent team uh, in 75, and in 76, I mean, there was only a handful of people that were... <laughs> missed from that team. So that class was just extraordinary. And uh, I think everybody knew, including my dad, that they were going to be very, very good. You know, to tell you the truth is it was going down to whether they're going to make the playoffs and the point system. And you know, I, I don't know how many tenths of a point it was that they missed out by. I never heard my dad during that time complain or worry about it or just discuss it that much. I came home for all, all the games I could because uh, I wasn't traveling most of the time with Central Michigan. And he, you know, never once did I hear him on a Saturday after the game look at the newspaper and say, geez, we're this many points behind in the in the state rankings. He just played each game and had fun. I didn't see a significant difference at all. You know, and one other, one other uh, story about the end of that season, maybe you can clear it up. I don't know if it was an urban myth. I got a feeling it wasn't. But uh, what's the true story about uh, Okama sneaking in just ahead of the Cavaliers? And from what I had always heard was Nick tried real hard to get that uh, week nine a game scheduled with Okamas. Is there truth to that? Yeah, there's a little truth to that. The, the funny thing is Okamas wasn't sure they were going to get in, so they called him. And they, uh, I, I believe, initiated the, the contact. And uh, if I'm not mistaken... Wasn't it Denny Stoltz was their coach? I think he might have been. Yeah, and I think that uh, they were worried about getting in themselves, and I think at the last minute they were convinced over at Okemos that they were going to get in if both teams won. They did all the math, and so all of a sudden they, 
they didn't pursue that uh, matchup in the ninth game. Well, it, it's legend now. You know, that Cavalier team went undefeated. Of course, your dad went on to win the coach of the year. Who knows what would have happened? I think everybody that has a gold and black heart thinks that was the best team and would have won the state championship. But we always get to talk about that squad for sure. Now, you know, you talked about it a little bit, Steve. We're talking with Steve Anise, the, the oldest son of Nick Anise. You know, you went to CMU and went on to start in the secondary at Central Michigan for the Chippewas. How did being influenced by your dad and being a part of the Cav family pay off for your college career up there as a chip? You know, uh, funny thing. It, it, uh, I mean, you knew me when I was a kid. I, I was fairly single-mindedly interested in sports. Right. And uh, football, although not my best sport, was the one I wanted to play. And, um, you know, way back, I, you remember Jerry Dutcher? Of course. He, in fact, he's part of this podcast. Oh, is he? Oh, absolutely. So I used to, uh, you know, look up to him quite a bit as a little kid. And uh, I thought it was so cool that he was uh, playing college football. And Randy Stair went to Northern Michigan, if you recall. Yeah, won a national championship. Yep. And I watched that game while Central was recruiting me. And uh, I, I think I was as prepared for what the college game had to offer going up there as anyone else, and probably more so based on my experience that I had in high school and just being around everybody that I was around in Corona High School. Well, I'm sure that played a big part in it, but also the uh, the inner drive you had, Steve. I mean, you weren't the biggest guy in the world, you know, but uh, you went and played for the Chippewas, started for the Chippewas. I don't know where you were at on the depth chart when you first showed up on campus, but your career as a player in itself is, is a great testament to your dad and the rest of the family. So congrats on that yourself. Now, one final question before we move on here is, you know, when you look back on your dad's tenure at Corona, what stands out most to you? Uh, what stands out most to me is my dad's relationship with the players and how he handled individually each player as a person. Ted Patel with long hair, a little <laughs> bit rebellious, <laughs> treats you a certain way. Right. Uh, I watched him bring kids from broken families from that, that struggled, and he made them a part of something that was bigger than themselves, and I think that uh, I was always impressed. You know, Ted... I'll never forget being in locker rooms on Friday nights, pregame talk that my dad would give to the team, and I couldn't wait to be a player and be sitting there for those talks. <laughs> and no matter what level of football that I played at, I've never been more motivated than I was playing high school football uh, at Corona. It's, it, it, I, don't, I think people, you just can't overestimate the value of being in that locker room uh, during that period of time. Boy, I'll tell you what, Steve, we'll end it with that because I got some goosebumps remembered. I remember sitting in the hallways, you know, we would we have to sit in silence for about an hour before your dad came out and gave whatever that game speech was. You know, we're fired up to the max, and then we had to do that hand-in-hand -hand or side-by-side -side walk, you know, out to the field. We'll never forget that. That was a great, great time and a great recap by you. Stephen East. Thanks for sharing some of these memories of the great Nick and East right here on Z92.5 and Three Point Podcast, and we'll catch up with you down the road, all right? You got it, Ted. Thanks. 
1947 state champion football team coached by Earl Lancaster and crowned the Class C state champions by several media outlets finished with an 8-0 record. The team was the Central C Conference champs. They outscored their opponents 307-37. to They beat the Duran Railroaders 74 to nothing. I know my dad had a few stories about that, and that's still the largest margin of victory in school history, and that did not allow a first down in the last three games of the season, winning 74 to zip, 52 to nothing, and 53 to nothing. We have the quarterback of that squad, Bill Striegel, on the phone with us. Bill, a tremendous athlete in his high school playing days, a member of the Corona Athletic Club for many, many years, and Bill... Let's just start with you. What was it like playing for that uh, that team in that era for coach or for Coach Lancaster? We never did good enough. We always could have improved, and he always told us you didn't draw enough blood. So he never was content. He had kind of that military background, didn't he? Well, he seemed to have. <laughs> you know, he wore pads at practice. So he went out and, and he mixed it up with you guys. When when we practiced, Earl came to the field with. Thigh pads and hip pads. <laughs> he was ready to go, boys. He was. He was. Well, how about how about Bill? You were the quarterback. Didn't he bring in uh, the newfangled T formation? Yes. Yeah, we were the first team to go to the T formation. Otherwise, we always had a single wing, and it was a big, big difference. Well, tell us a little bit about some of the players on that team. I know you had some studs, you know, on the line. You had good running backs, good solid defenders. T- throw some of the names out on that 47 squad. Well, I can start with your dad. He was a tough bird. <laughs> then there was Let me Keith tell Brown you. and uh, Art Siebenack, Rennie Kopus, Don Rumrow. These were all good ball players and not really big. Right. Uh, Kenny Hitchcock and Kenny Davis were freshmen that year and loved to tackle. They, they loved to tackle, Hitchcock especially. Backs that were uh, dash men on the track team. So we had a fast, a fast team. Well, I know you guys were were fast and you were strong, but I know, uh, Jared, you have a question, right? Yep. Uh, so my grandpa has always said that you were the best quarterback he ever seen saw play at Corona. Do you agree with that? Well, I was the first one, so how can I compare to any of the older ones? It was a single wing. The halfbacks did the passing. So, right. Uh, we didn't get much credit for the quarterback passing, but now as they come along, they got so much better equipment. They've got a weight room. We had a, a weights that uh, just happened to something heavy and throw it back and forth. What does it feel like? I know you guys had a little bit of an honoring at uh, one of the basketball games last year or a year or so ago, but how does it feel to be honored and, and being a part of the first Hall of Fame class? Well, you know, it's a real honor. I was involved with the athletic club. I was an athletic club officer, president at one time. We never come up with this kind of stuff. So we've got to thank the athletic club today for coming up with this honor and it is an honor to be selected with this this group well it was a special group and uh, we're just we're glad we had a chance to catch up with you we'll see you at the uh, at the ceremony on saturday afternoon i'm hoping you'll be there right 
On Saturday afternoon, I plan on being there. All right, Bill. Well, listen, we appreciate you taking time out talking about the team, and, uh, and we'll see you Saturday. I, I see they're having a golf outing. I'll be the first to tell you I'm a lousy golfer. <laughs> Well, listen, Bill, uh, I, I, again, thanks for joining us. You know, this uh, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll definitely catch up with you, okay? All right. That sounds great, Ted. Thanks, Bill. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jerry Dutcher, a 1967 graduate of Corona High School and a 1966 Associated Press Class B All-State and is next up on the pod. He went on to play college football down in Ann Arbor for the University of Michigan Wolverines and in high school participated in football, basketball, and track at CHS, a part of this inaugural Hall of Fame class for Corona. Jerry, uh, welcome to the program, and again, congratulations on your induction into the Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. Proud to be a... Uh member of the Hall of Fame of the Cavaliers. Well, you know, you're going back to the 60s. You know, you and I are getting up there a little bit, but uh, let's pick your brain a little bit on some of your memories. What was it like playing at uh, Corona High School, well, spe specifically football for Nick and East? Well, I'm telling you, uh, when he came over from New Lothrop, it just, you know, gave Corona new life in football, and it was just a, a fantastic experience to play for Nick. He obviously he's a Hall of Fame for the Michigan high school coaches, and uh, had great knowledge of football. He's a very caring coach, very successful, and uh, it was a privilege to play for him. Well, talk about Corona football back in those days. You know, you, you mentioned Coach Nick, uh, but uh, what was it like strapping on the gold and black? Well, I'll tell you, uh, especially with the group that we had. I'm from the class of 1967. And we had a great group of athletes. Uh, we had Dave Harvey, who was an all-conference quarterback and taught at Corona there for many years, and Tom Butcher, who started on the varsity as a freshman. Uh, Dave Harvey started on the varsity football as a sophomore, and uh, I played as a sophomore. I didn't really come into my own until my junior year. It was just a great. We went nine and zero, and. And nobody really even came close to us during the whole season. So it was a tremendous experience with a lot of great memories. Well, I know Harvey to Dutcher was quite a combination. You know, we talked with Frank Korn, and I remember growing up across the street hearing that uh, on Friday nights over the loudspeakers. If you go back and look at uh, your varsity football career, is there any one game, any, any one play that stands out to you there, Jerry? Well, in football, uh, yeah, there's a... Uh, our homecoming game against uh, Chesanine uh, was a very tight game in the first half, and uh, Nick kind of let us have it at halftime. And on Chesanine's first drive, I intercepted a pass, landed inbounds, and then rolled into the homecoming court and knocked over the homecoming court. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we took the play, and then we took the ball in and, and uh, went for our go-ahead touchdown. And from then on, uh, they didn't stay close with us. Well, Jerry, I'll tell you what, we appreciate you taking time out. You know, I know you start in basketball and track as well, but uh, really I remember you mostly from football, and it's, it's a great uh, achievement to be in the Hall of Fame, well-deserved, and, and thanks for joining us here, all right? More than welcome, and I appreciate the call, and uh, go Cavaliers. All right, Jerry, thanks a lot, buddy. Well, 
You know, Corona has a brand new Athletic Hall of Fame. Their inaugural class has taken place this weekend, and the athletic director who really has come forward to put it together is Jason Beldega. And Jason, nice job, first of all, for, for uh, organizing this, uh, you know, putting the votes together the way you did. And uh, it, it's an exciting first class, but uh, tell us a little bit about how this all came together. First of all, thanks, Ted, for, for that. So right before I had became the athletic director, Nikki Norris, the former athletic director here, she had the idea uh, to start the Athletic Hall of Fame, and then she moved on to East Lansing. Uh, so as I was trying to figure out how to answer the phones and pay the officials, uh, I kind of got thrown to the wolves, so to speak. So basically we had an idea of what we want to do at the Hall of Fame, and I started reaching out to other ADs, Chris Irvin over in St. John, uh, St. John's uh, area, obviously Nikki with her experience, and kind of just shaped the Hall of Fame how we wanted it to uh, to look. Jason Beldiga, one of our favorites, the athletic director at Corona. Thanks, Jace. Well, that'll do it for now. Subscribe and rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all the others. Follow and comment to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 3 Point Pod. And make sure to support our three-point podcast partners, Main Street Pizza, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection. So be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit for their great variety of programming and Z92.5 The Castle. Also, a very special thanks to the Hall of Famers who took time out to help us make this special three-point podcast. This has been a three-point podcast production in conjunction with Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio. Thank you again for listening to and supporting Three Point Podcast. Serving Shiawassee, Clinton, and Gratiot Counties, C925, the Castle, WJSC, Ashley Owasso. Yeah, you're looking at the truth, the money never lies. No, I'm the one, yeah, I'm the one. Early morning in the gun, no, you wanna ride now. I'm the one, yeah, I'm the one, yeah Hear you sick of all those other imitators Don't let the only real one intimidate ya yeah. See you watching, don't run out of time